That felt good. That felt yeah. better. I, I, I think we can probably do it better. With well, now, more. well, now he has two for reference, so I feel like two for reference. Yeah, yeah that, uh, two for reference. One for joy. Three for the little drummer boy. Two and four to go. <laughs> two for flinching. What is it? The, the, one in the pot, ready to go. We'll be fast and never be slow. What, I, wait, I, I have no idea what about? the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you could have what? just fabricated that's, all that's, of that. No, 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 no. Ghostbusters. It's a thing? It's Ghostbusters. Was it in Ghostbusters? Go, is Ghostbusters a thing? Ghostbusters. Is this the world we're living in now? Are we talking uh, about? Sure. Were you talking about the real Ghostbusters with the like the gorilla and the like detective and stuff? That. Okay, now the real Ghostbusters is the one that is more like the movie. Ghostbusters. That is not the real Ghostbusters, but the original Ghostbusters. No, I, I, I don't know what you're. I, I really don't know what you're talking about. What is a like? I've only heard about the gorilla with the detectives, and it's like a slapstick comedy. Yeah, the from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Ghost, yeah, Ghostbusters. Like a cartoon. Yeah. yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, what okay. were you talking about? I was talking about that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there was that you know toy line that came out years later that was kind of completely unrelated to uh, you know the yeah Ghostbusters and Tracy the gorilla. Um, yeah, that was compl- weird. Um, I I had always wondered why they didn't do more with that. It seems like it could have you know been a good property. It's like, just a know, dude in a suit on the uh, the live action one, right? The- yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Later on, I star in uh, Mighty Joe Young. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. So. I don't believe that for a second. That's all right, because, uh, you know, we choose our own realities, Peter. Uh, Is that how so. reality works now? I mean, that would, if, the, if that's the case, then I've chosen a shit reality. <laughs> there's just, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, I think you're, uh, you're on to something there. there, there there's uh, something that's always been funny to me about the name Mighty Joe Young. Just it seems like there should be a, like a colon in there or something. But, yeah, <laughs> it's a dumb well, I mean, he t- has a colon. I think it's. A- <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. I think it's actually that his name is Joe Young, but I always read it's like it's Mighty Joe and he's young. Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports, and I'm Scott Hitchu. And welcome once again to Prequel Sequel Remake, the podcast where we take movies that do not have prequels, sequels, or remakes, and we three each write a prequel, a sequel, and a remake, respectively. And then enact them uh, as a sort of audio play for the joy of you, the uh, listening audience. If you like um, podcasts, this one is long in the tooth. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you need something to fill up your um, existent <laughs> morning commute, um, we are one something. We are a space filler. We will fill it right up. Yeah, that perfect space between, you know, uh, your bed and uh, your couch office. Uh, you know, that, that three-minute gap there. Just listen to it in three-minute intervals, and you'll be surprised how long that one episode can last. Yeah, it's it'll last you the winter. I mean, it's good for your hibernation. It's good for your celebrations, and it's good for your vocations. And... Um you know, people people approach me in the street all the time. It's like, Des- Desmond, I love you on prequel sequel remake. I love listening to that to, to, to get myself to fall asleep. They're like, I recognize you from that cartoon uh, version of you. Uh, that's in the, it's in the, the art for the show. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that a lot, too, believe it or not. Um, I tell people, hey, you know, we had this podcast prequel sequel remake. And they say, that's great. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> you have any new episodes coming out? And I say, yes, we do. We have a new episode coming out. And I say, 
Have you listened to the other ones yet? Oh no, I haven't listened to any of them. So okay, so okay, so you have some catching up to do. That's what I'd say. You have some fucking catching up to do because uh, you know we have a whole backlog of episodes, and I think you should all go listen to them right now. Yeah, you should. They're, they're really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not even yeah. doing a bit right now. There's, there's yeah. Yeah. at this point we've done a done a lot more than I ever thought we would, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm very proud of that. And. Um, uh, you're missing some gems if you haven't listened to yeah, the entire but, backlog. Yeah. And they're uncut gems, yeah, by and, the way. Uh, and um, <laughs> we are going to add another uh, ruby to our smog-like pile of gems today <laughs> with the film we're doing today. And what film is that film? Desmond. Oh, it's a big one. This is definitely like a tentpole uh, uh, prequel sequel remake pick. Because it's a really great movie that hasn't been ruined by by countless <laughs> countless uh, remakes or spinoffs. Um, and this movie is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which you knew clicking on the fucking link. But whatever. <laughs> this movie was released in 1988 and directed by Robert Zemeckis. Bobby Zemeckis. Bobby, Bobby Z. Z? Bobby Z. 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 Bobby Z. Bobby Z. Z. It's, it's my favorite pizzeria. Paul, Paul Shear, if you're listening to the podcast, come guest. Oh you my God, to, Paul you Shear. owe it to us. <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah, Shear, man. remember I that mean, time I, you not... emailed me? That was cool. Remember That's that, awesome. Paul yeah. Shear? Yeah, that was cool. I... Hey, Paul, remember that time that I've listened to your podcast about <laughs> movies? <laughs> Do you remember that? Because I was there, and 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 that means that we 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 have a we have a um, a, a quasi personal relationship now. Uh, I feel like we're friends. That guy's on a uh, lot the... of fucking podcasts. Like like <laughs> a lot. Like he's on. He's guests on pretty much everything I listen to. Every professional. Yeah, podcast but I, kinda, I listen to. I wish he. I wish he would stick to like movie podcasts. You know what I mean. <laughs> You do? Yeah. Like only? No, 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 no. No, I'm just kidding. That's obviously what I was going for is the best majority of his work. No, no. Yeah, uh, but, right, right, right. Um, but you're right, uh, Desmond. We are here to talk about uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and uh, it is a, a rare, really good movie that we that we watch for, the, for our show, for our content, simply because it does not have a prequel, sequel, or remake. And I would say that these are always the harder movies to do for some reason. You Absolutely. Know? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, like we have to really think about, like, I mean, I don't have any, like, uh, faults with the movie. I think it's a, no. it's a really no. great movie uh, there, uh, through and through. Uh, there, yeah. there, there's some stuff in there that has aged poorly, but it had aged poorly since that type of stuff was in the cartoons that this is based off of. Um, and we'll get into it, but like you know, the 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 bad the the, the cartoon gun bullets, that stuff. It's like, oh yeah, mm. I don't know, having the uh, the Native American bullet in there, throwing a tomahawk around. That's shitty. But yeah, like that wouldn't have been in a Looney Tunes cartoon. So it's kind of in line. But oh, I mean, yeah, really, I, don't, I I really don't have any problems with this movie. And I'm jumping way ahead. But uh, you know, what's this movie about? Uh, it's a uh, it's it's about a lot. A lot of stuff happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, good. No, no, no. So this guys, is- guys, quick! He's ad living. <laughs> so, this movie's really cool. Um, it's kind of a noir, baby's first noir, or neo noir, I guess. But uh, after a famous uh, cartoon star is framed for murder, a cynical LA private dick must unravel a plot to destroy an animated paradise, Toon Town. Featuring cutting edge special effects, live action and animation are blended flawlessly in what is still the gold standard. For blending the two worlds. Absolutely agreed, yeah. This is not the first attempt to blend animation and live action by any stretch. No. It was done in, in many early Disney movies, and uh, I'm probably missing some others. Well, Cool World. Cool World. That's actually after but this. did Cool World come after? Yeah, Cool, cool World, world come after, after this. Yeah. There's all of these like points of contact 
from one world to the other where the you know the cartoon is touching something in the real world and then you actually see that thing being manipulated uh, on the screen and I think oh, having yes. that kind of connection physically touching or, or, or otherwise uh, is what really helps sell this movie um um, you know, above most of the other ones that uh, are out there. Roger Rabbit, uh, the star of the movie, Roger Rabbit's head hitting a lamp. And that, that, just just a li- little touches like that, uh, uh, you know, a desk kind of g- getting shuffled around when its tune bumps into it. It's, it's just so rich and wonderful to look at. I, I, I really, I think it's one of the best special effects movies of all time. Um that might be a bri- a big statement, but holy shit, hmm. man! The, these 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 characters are are put in those scenes flawlessly. It's just so wonderful to watch anytime a tune is on screen in in this film. Um, uh, so yeah, before we get too much into the movie, uh, the star of this film is Bob Hoskins playing Eddie Valiant, who's just this this drunk, nasty little uh, private eye. Uh, and and what a performance he gives! This guy is our oh, yeah. anchor. It wouldn't work without him. I don't know. He, what was asked of him that no one had really done at that mag- magnitude yet uh, is just insane. Yeah, but you know he keeps. I mean, his eye lines are all like perfectly on point, which I guess you know it could would be easy to fix that on the side of the uh, you know the animator's side, but not necessarily really. I mean, you know, uh, uh, he, yeah, he's just able to really sell it. I think. Yeah. For me, it's that because he's so cynical of everything, the fact that he's so convincingly interacting with everything helps me as as an audience member to like bridge that suspension of disbelief. Oh, hell yeah. This character, like he hates tunes. He hates the whole concept of it, but he's interacting with it normally and it, it sells. He does a great job selling it. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Yes. Um, so we've also got uh, Charles Fleischer, who plays Roger Rabbit. Um, and Charles Fleischer seems like a cool dude, if not an absolute maniac. Um, he uh, he dressed in a rabbit suit as Roger and was on set doing his lines every day, which is great. I, 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 Sorry, when you say that, like, do, do you mean that he was, that they painted over him? Or no. he's, like, somewhere off camera he's and, like, off, interacting? Off to the side, dressed up like Roger, just screaming <laughs> his lines out. Okay, well that's that's, that's great, you know. Um, I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, live action cartoons really hurt the animators' wrists, Scott. You know, <laughs> is that animated? They got to draw real fucking fast. It's a, it, it's a Simpsons joke. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's one of the itchy and scratchy ones. And I think they and ta- poochie. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. it's that one. Yes, great, great, great. Um, but yeah, he's off camera, um, just doing Roger's lines. But I guess it helped with uh, you know sudden movements. He can get a little reaction in there. I don't know. I think it's great. Everyone else was going through hell, and he just had to record a voice. But he he came and showed up. That's cool. Uh, Fleischer also plays Benny the Cab in one of the Weasels, as well. Really good vo- voice actor. I love those fucking Weasels, dude. The, I, I love the way that then they're walking. How like their upper body is just like usually pretty static, and their little legs are just like kind of like blah, 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 like oh, they're sliding yes. around. I, I I adore the Weasels. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> uh, the the jackets and everything. Like, oh like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. we got Christopher Lloyd as the villain of the film, Judge Doom, who is fucking awesome. I absolutely love Christopher Lloyd. I mean, this is in between Back to the Future's 1 and 2. But yeah, what a, what a run for this guy. Also headed by Bob Zemeckis. Um, God, yeah, you did Roger uh, Ra- Roger Rabbit in between Back to the Future's? Holy shit, dude. Yeah, You're dude. fire. 
dude. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm gonna say um, Judge Doom as a child scared the shit out of me. Oh, I was fuck yeah! Terrified of this mm-hmm. man. Well, he like looks down into your soul and he says to you, "I'm gonna kill all your favorite cartoons," and you believe it. <laughs> he's so he's he's got they they had fans on him to blow his cape around just to make him seem that more cartoony and in and, and sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had his uh, glasses kind of white out the entire lens, so he has that cartoon almost like anime appearance of the whited out uh, uh, spectacles. It's really good. Mm. Uh, he's, he's, he's a great villain. That fucking chin he's got on him. Ugh. Yeah. Um, that role was almost, uh, or not almost, but Tim Curry had auditioned for that role, and uh, I guess it just frightened everyone too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see it. I mean, I'd, yeah. love, to, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be great. But I mean, Christopher Lloyd, wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Christopher Lloyd did such a fantastic fucking job. There's a version of, uh, and I think uh, uh, Bill Murray uh, missed the call for Eddie Valiant. Like, they really wanted him. Um, and he says he regrets it to this day, apparently. Uh, a version of this movie with Bill Murray and Tim Curry sounds amazing. Not that I don't love what we got, but I would just love to peek into the alternate dimension where that's the case. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, if sure. Bill Murray didn't have just like a voicemail, <laughs> right? Like, maybe it was a little easier to contact. You would have got the role. I don't know. I don't know. At the, at the time in the 1980s, that f- flies a lot more than now. I hear like, is that still the case, Bill? Because that just sounds annoying. It, it probably, I mean, I don't see why he would have any reason to change. He's, he's just as famous now as he was then. Like he's one of those guys where it's like. His late career stuff was also pretty potent, so he didn't really like burn out. He's he's manages to still be a relevant, you know, kind of uh, icon, I guess I should say. He frust- he frustrates me because he like you know in, in some of the early Wes Anderson stuff, he's just so amazing, and like now he, he still pops up in all the Wes Anderson stuff, but he looks like he just wants to slit his wrist, dude. He <laughs> like he's just like not like I don't know. It, 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 you still get kudos for this bill. You're not really giving it anything. You're. you're I mean, maybe he's just done. Who knows? But we're enough about Bill Murray. We got <laughs> Kathleen Turner, um, who is uncredited as the speaking voice of Jessica Rabbit. Uh, fucking wonderful, breathy voice. I mean, she just nails oh, yeah. the character. Uh, Jessica Rabbit is fucking ridiculous. I mean, you, oh. you, you you wonder as a kid why you're like, oh, God, yeah, she's fucking hot. I mean, it's, it's just so cartoony. It, you can't help but like laugh at the character design now. Um, but it's perfect for what they're trying to convey, I would say. The, 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 the sparkly dress, fucking amazing, amazing effect oh, yeah. for the fucking 2D character. Yeah, I read that that was, like, the hardest, like, effect to achieve, and they basically, like, they, like, took a cheese grater to some, like, cellophane or something and, like, like put light uh, put a light through it, and that's how like, they did it. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which is, yeah. like, it's always something, like, hacky and weird like that to achieve complex things. Oh, I love that. That's how you get the real texture in there, you know? In the scene where she's um, um, singing and she goes up to uh, Marvin Acme and she's got the kerchief on him and stuff, that's th- that interaction between her and him looks better than some of like the CGI characters interacting with Marvel characters, uh, yeah. Marvel in Marvel movies nowadays. It's it's insane how they did this. This film is based on a book. Um, I have not read it. It's by Gary K. Wolf, uh, who censored Roger Rabbit. And just the gist of it, it seems to be a similar type deal, except it's about uh, newspaper comic characters, not Golden Age um, animated stars. And uh, Eddie Valiant's got to solve the murder of Roger Rabbit, uh, who's killed, and his... It's something called a doppel gets left over when a tune dies. It's it, I guess it's like the, essentially an erase mark 
seems to be the point of it. Um, huh. And they have like a, a, a finite time limit left before they disappear to nothing. So it's like a valiant working with a ghost of Roger to solve his murder. Sounded like the gist of the plot. Way different. Um, oh, yeah. That was the one where uh, um, uh, Eddie Valiant was actually played by Ziggy. Right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then fucking John Arbuckle features heavily, heavily in the third act um, when he uh, uh, gets Roger uh, um, abducted. On the subject of Garfield, isn't it crazy how Garfield's like more popular than he's ever been just through the memes? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it would have to be the way. They're not good comics. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, except for but that one like, where John what, accidentally drinks uh, dog sperm. I did like the uh, the the Garfield minus Garfield one where he's just focusing on the in, insane mind of John Arbuckle. I, I thought yeah. that was a pretty clever. That thing is good. A couple year, couple years back, very funny. And then the new, um, I don't know the official name for him, but the the creepy Game Boy horror Garfield. Oh, yeah. Or I, I guess that's an called. adaptation of the the drawings. Yeah, but I it's like the, the monster Garfield, Garfield in my closet. I don't know what it's called. You, you um, probably, yeah I, yeah, I think it's a separate. It's called like I'm sorry, John, and like yes. that's where it all yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyways, okay. wow, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Uh, so, do you guys have a personal history with this movie? Did you guys watch this as a kid? It was a big uh, one for me. Um, yeah, I. I, 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 I Go ahead, Des. No, I, it was it was a big one for me. Um, you know, I often say Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all time, but I think as I grow older, this one kind of edges it, it, it edges it out. There's a bit more going on. Um, no hate on Jurassic Park, but yeah, mm. this was on repeat all the fucking time. Uh, I, I it, it was it was the right balance of scary and and funny and adults where you felt grown up watching it because this movie has a little bit of edge, which I really appreciate. Kids ain't dumb and they can mm -hmm. handle it. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved how, you know, Roger has a line late in the movie. Just, you know, sometimes a laugh is all we got. And uh, that just resonated with me. Have have fun. Tunes are great. I wish I lived in this world. Oh, man, that'd be great if we lived in that world. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, uh, this... No, wait, we do live in a fucking cartoon world, guys. Let's get this fucking straight. Right? Yeah, but we live in, like, cool world instead of Toontown. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. I don't want to live Quote in cool unquote, world. Cool world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> fucking, it's not fucking uh, cool. Pretty nah. fucking hot world, if you ask me. But anyway. No, we live in uh, we live in Bay Bay's kids. That's where we live. <laughs> we oh, gotta no, do that. No. In the, oh, oh no, we shit. gotta do. I, I we got that. That's a garbage mountain right there. Is Bay Bay's kids? I I, I disagree. I don't think mm -hmm. it's garbage mountain. Oh, I, think, okay. I think there's I think there's a bit more going on in there um, than right, you well, may I remember. Guess, that's right, it. We'll take this. You Take may have this watched offline. it. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to be rude. I, I, no, I, no, I, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Des. I, I think point. there's a bit more going on in the movie than you may remember. Then again, maybe you've watched it more recent than me. I don't know. All right. Well. Anyways, uh, Roger Rabbit. Um, I this we in my house we had like three movies that were taped off of TV. One of them was Howard the Duck. Another was oh fuck. Um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and the last one was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, and I definitely watched this tape to death. Um, I uh, All of it was going the fuck over my head because, you know, I was a tiny child. And I, like, constantly asking my dad, is like, why aren't there Roger Rabbit cartoons? And my dad being like, just you're miss just watch the movie. You're, you're missing the point. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that, that is kind of good. 
Yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like I watch I've watched it a ton, but I really didn't appreciate it for the majority of you know its strong points until I was an adult. Um, yeah, I mean it's a fucking allegory for racial segregation and whatnot. That that yeah. gets gets fucking that goes over a kid's head in a, in a way. Yeah, I would say I, I didn't actually watch this when I was a kid. I'm surprised that I I totally missed it, so I didn't end up seeing it till a few years ago and. You know, because I didn't, I don't have this like long history with having watched the movie. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, uh, "Oh shit!" I, I like can't just casually watch it. There's a dense movie. Like there's actually a lot happening scene to scene. There's a lot that you have to pay attention to. So I give it props for at least being like very like noir movies where the intrigue is something where you really actually do have to pay attention to what the fuck is going on versus like movies now where it's like very basic and you could just sort of drink through the entire thing you're like yeah I, I think I got it you know <laughs> uh, this this is not one of those movies I'm kind of like uh, there's still probably things I'm missing in it just because it, there's a lot that happens absolutely yeah yeah um, I think it is one of those movies where you can kind of figure out the the whole deal uh, as the movie goes on too um, if, you, if you're paying attention Yes, the, yes, that is the that is the underscore. I'll say if we are paying attention. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, I was trying pretty hard, guys. I mean, it's <laughs> pretty hard, but no, it's a, it's a great movie though. I saw, I had a lot of fun uh, throughout, um, and it's just great to actually see you know a very well realized version where it's like, oh, I know all these cartoon characters, and even though they're all being like just jammed in there, it doesn't feel hackneyed. It doesn't feel forced. Like something like food fight. Uh, right. Would, would, would be, <laughs> feel not to invoke food fight, by the uh, way, garbage mountain. Yeah. Uh, we got to yeah. do, oh. I think that's next on the list. That's definitely uh, the next garbage mountain is fucking. Food uh, fight. Yeah. If you guys want to watch ahead, you know, get a, get a, <laughs> oh, get ahead of the curve off. here. <laughs> um, so, so the long short of the movie essentially is after the, 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 um, major cartoon studio boss, uh, Marvin Acme gets murdered, which I think that's funny. He is making, or no, 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 he he's actually the owner of Acme, pr- the Acme Labs or whatever, yeah. with all those shitty products that never work for Wiley e. Coyote. He mm. gets murdered, and Roger gets framed for it. Eddie Valiant has to clear Roger's name. At the same time, Eddie Valiant is is struggling with his dislike and general prejudice against Tunes because a Tune killed his brother. Um, uh, Judge Doom, Christopher Lloyd is looking to buy up Toontown um, and his whole plot, which is revealed in the end, but we're just we're just going right through it. He wants to bulldoze Toontown and build a freeway or a highway, which is <laughs> ridiculous. It's that... <laughs> uh, he gives a great speech at the end about, by God, it'll be beautiful. Um, <laughs> all this gets kind of spun to action when when um, Valiant is asked to essentially take pictures to blackmail Roger's wife Jessica, who was a bombshell um, lounge singer at the Ink and Paint Club, um, and she gets embroiled with it uh, and isn't so sinister as she may seem. Um, I do actually like what they do with Jessica in the end of this film. They kind of give her agency, and she has a lot more to do with the action than um, one would think in the beginning. Um, a lot of her stuff with Eddie later on is really good. Um, I mean, yeah, I like the character of Jessica quite a bit. I, I think, like, we got a, like, elephant in the room talk about this. Like, she is probably the most sexualized cartoon character ever. Like, uh, yeah. It's got, yeah. it's got to be, it's, like, got to be her and, like, Lola Bunny. And it's no, like, it's, she's above, I mean, yeah, because there's the rabbit angle to Lola, which is weird. Yes. I guess is, Jessica's is, technically a rabbit you know, te- by, uh, by marriage. Only. By marriage, yes. <laughs> a rabbit by marriage. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I mean, it's it's gotta be weird. You know, it I'm, is weird. Uh, you, you know, a grown man having a Jessica Rabbit tattoo on his arm. I don't know. Ooh, it's a bit. It's ooh, a bit boy. much for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I'll do whatever you're gonna do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. But like, I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, think we should like demonize sexiness or whatnot. But then again, you know, fucking weirdo perverts kind of take over and and it, get, it, it gets weird um but it's, it's like she's supposed to be like uh, like a sex symbol or whatever and and you know as treated as such in the movie but it's like the proportions of that body oh yeah just like oh, she's sexualized but yeah like she's so fucking freakish it's just it, it, it's it, 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 <laughs> that, maybe that's how I was trying to say it, to, to me the way I was trying to, to me it. it's co- it's comedic you know what I mean like yeah. Definitely to an extent. But but yeah, people people are weird about Jessica. I'll tell you who else is weird about Jessica Rabbit is fucking Disney. They don't like Jessica one bit. There is mm. such minimal fucking Jessica Rabbit merch within their parks or, or online or whatever. They, they, they wish they could kind of scrub Roger Rabbit from the record because they don't fully own it. They never will fo- fully own it. Um, they couldn't tone it down as much as they wanted to. I mean... Spielberg was the driving force into uniting all these studios, um, and, and from a lot of like the, the trivia I read, it seems like Disney was the ones that were just in there like, no, you can't do that, no, no, no. Um, that sounds about right. I guess they they wanted um, they wanted to get like a whiskey sponsorship and have Roger drink from someone some, some famous whiskey company, and Disney was like, no, you can't have fucking you can't advertise liquor. <laughs> it's like, why not? I got some money. Give a fuck. I mean, you know, they, they let Pluto Nash drink straight from the bottle. So oh, I don't understand what the big Ugh. deal is. Fucking Lilith or whatever. Um, I do, on the subject, well, since we're talking about Jessica, we are kind of skipping around. I do love that moment where um, she sees the dip machine. I don't think I've even mentioned dip yet. Dip is a component that is created by Judge Doom that can totally fucking incinerate tunes, essentially. Just melt them. Um, it's turpentine, acetone, something else. Basically, they're paint thinners. Um, th- th- what was used to, to, to wipe animation cells clean. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Benzene is another one of them. Yeah, uh, but this can kill a tune, which I think is a great, great uh, world-building aspect. You can't kill a tune except with the fucking dip. Um, yeah. When 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 and, uh, Judge Doom is revealed to have this giant industrial uh, fire truck of a dip machine that's meant to bulldoze Toontown essentially, and Jessica sees the machine and she's just you know oh my god it's dip fucking great and she goes all fucking wide eyed and the bags in her eyes form it's a great piece of animation love it. A character we haven't mentioned yet who I enjoy a great deal is Baby Herman. Yes. Um, it's like, a, I, it's the cartoon opens the movie, I believe, with Roger and Baby Herman. Yes, this opens yes. with one of the okay. most beautifully animated cartoon shorts ever. It's it's fantastic. Um, and the juxtaposition between like this true to form, like basically upscale Tom and Jerry type like action of a cartoon. You know, one of them getting into mischief and the other one trying to save them. Yeah. Um, uh, it like goes straight from that with like Roger and this adorable baby trying to save the adorable baby from danger um, into baby Herman being like this disgruntled like 37 year old New Yorker in a baby's body like he's it's he's wonderful he's gruff as all hell he's always like smoking he's foul mouthed he's he's a wonderful little character I, j- I just really fucking takes, yeah I'm so sorry um, I love that um, the, the, the real cigar he holds 
that's just oh, bobbing shit. around. It's like it an actual a cigar. cigar. Yeah, it's on like a mechanical claw. If you see the the, the pre <laughs> oh, wow. pre oh uh, the pre um, animation cycle, yeah, and it's just it just it's just rich. It's great. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I almost forgot about Baby Herman. Yeah, no, I, no, I love I love Baby Herman. Um, and it's it's a great way to take you into the world we're in now. Like like this, the way you see cartoons, like they may be like zany to an extent, but like that's their job. You know, yeah. that's not. Well, the world they live in is just our world, or in like this noir exaggerated version of our world. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to take you right into the movie. You um, actually, you mentioned earlier that you asked your dad if there were, you know, where are the Roger, Roger Rabbit cartoons? There actually are three shorts that were produced later and oh, paired shit. up with other Disney uh, or Touchstone releases. And it's Tummy Trouble. Tummy Trouble is one of them. Roller Coaster Rabbit and Trail Mix Up. There, there, there. There's some Roger Rabbit shorts that are really great, uh, really funny, well animated. Um, I think they were attached to Dick Tracy, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and The Rocketeer. Oh wow! Well, uh, I'll have to seek those out. Yeah. Oh, oh the Rocketeer was fucking terrifying to me as a child. Oh yeah. Rocketeer has. Well, those... I was, I was, I was really young, but it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, why, all the fire is on his back. It's so loud. He's got a helmet on. They also have Scary one of those man. Dick Tracy prosthetic heavy villains. Like I think the muscle of of Timothy Dalton in that movie has like a big jaw, and he just looks freakish. Dick Tracy's a Hell good yeah. one. We should do Dick Tracy sometime. Oh um, yeah, we should do Dick Tracy sometime. Yeah, Tracy, you louse yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We mentioned the Weasels briefly, but they are the goons of Judge Droom. Yeah, Judge Droom. Judge <laughs> Doom. Uh, they are the Toon Patrol. They 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 drive around in a big van and they're just assholes. And every time the Weasels are on camera, they're amazing. They're fucking the real gu- Tommy gun they hold. I, I just love that that shit. When Toon is holding a real thing, it's so good. Um, do you guys? What do you guys think of cartoon live action hybrids in general? I mean, I'm a fan. Um, yeah. Space Jam, one of the greatest films ever made. Um, great. <laughs> Live action cartoon hybrid. Um, they're the, you, know, you know they're doing um they're 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 actually doing hand drawn for the sequel. Are they? They're, oh, that's uh, cool. One of the animators um, for the movie, mm. yeah, he posted like some pre production Bugs Bunny art, and he's like, yeah, it's been like twenty two years since I've animated this Seriously. fucking character. Um, but yeah, I, I I felt for sure it'd be CGI um, made to look like hand drawn animation, which let me just put this out here. If I sound like I'm slamming CGI, I don't mean to, I think it's really hack to make fun of CGI. Like it's just this awful thing. It's right. It's in every fucking movie. It's awesome. It it opens up so many doors and makes things look so great. I think actually doing a movie like this and using digital effects could be great and maybe take some strain off animators. I'd love to see what someone can, could do using all the things we have available to us now. I don't hate CGI. I, I mean, I, I imagine that they're going to be compositing it digitally. I oh mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. Probably hand drawing it, but they're yeah. All I, I meant I, was I like I assumed they'd make a 3D modeled bugs and they'd like do something. They'd like cell shade it, like Wind Waker style. You know what I mean? Like they, I, I thought that'd be the easier way that they would do it and try to get away with the it. The easiest way would be they should just um, download some you know stock 3D vector art you know assets and then just modify them like slightly. And then it has like a really good like sort of shutterstock look to the whole movie. I think that that would really add like an effect that would be oh like God. really desirable, you know, for, for Space now. Jam too. <laughs> yeah, and then they could just ha- they they could just run the uh, the voiceover audio through one of those fucking you know robot voices, you know, and, and instead of Bugs Bunny, we just have like uh, one of those little like you know 
home recording devices and you don't you make all make all the characters one of those little home recording devices and then and then and then we won't even need basketball at all <laughs> I, I don't know I'm just throwing this out there because it doesn't seem like we're gonna be able to have basketball in this movie right now you know the way things are going so I just think that they should maybe consider all the options on the table instead of you know hiring you know these you know legend you know, uh, 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 veterans of cartoon making history, you know, bringing them back and, and making something, you know, really notable. They, they should really consider going just like the free stock assets route. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking, um, oh my God. Where, um, where, on the subject where, of Space Jam, you, you ever know, you look, know, look, I, I am, I am caffeined up. All right. I am jittery. All right. I, I had too much. And it's hot. <laughs> Watch Space Jam now, and and especially since watching Roger Rabbit recently, it's just like, oh yeah, they were not interested in doing the Roger Rabbity shit with the, these tunes interacting in the real world. It's oh, the reverse. No. It's it's just all the Toontown segment where you have a man on the green screen. It's like when they go, the the one time I think Bugs and Daffy go in the real world is to go get Roger Rabbit or not Roger Rabbit, uh, Michael Jordan stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the camera ain't moving at all, which is a big thing in Roger Rabbit. The camera. Uh, uh, it moves freely like a real film. So the animators had to like have these com- these rounded characters that could move in three dimensional space rather than just a static camera that only changes for the shot. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. I, yeah. I'm just putting oh, it out God. there. Uh, as someone who's done some compositing work, yeah. when there's like camera movement involved, to make it look like clean is a fucking pain in the ass. It's like. You know what? If you're gonna have compositing, just lock the camera off, and then we can do all the camera movement, you know, in post. But one of those things that probably sounds like easy enough in in production, and then post production, it's like, oh yeah, how, how many of those shots do you really want? Because it's gonna cost you. Fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to throw Zemeckis under the bus because obviously it takes a very competent director to to do even the, just the live action portion of this movie. No hate, but like. Props to fucking animation director Richard Williams, who sadly passed away uh, about a year ago, um, August 2019. Um, he, this guy, is legit. Um, he famously has a, a a movie he had been working on off and on for I think 30 years, The Thief and the Cobbler. Look this up. Um, this is just such fluid, amazing animation. Um, it never was completed. I don't believe. Uh, I think there's a, some assembly cut fans made featuring some storyboards and whatnot, but th- this guy was a pro. Uh, it, it doesn't get much better than that, w- which really breaks my heart when I hear like animation snobs talk shit on Roger Rabbit for for how fluid the animation looks. It's like, what, how dare you? Fuck off. This is 326 animators employed full time, 82,000 frames of animation produced. Dang. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Each anime character had several layers to each frame, too. So it was like the highlights, the shadows. Um, I'm missing something there. But but not only are they animating the characters, they have to animate the little... They have to match the lighting to, to the fucking... The film. It's insane. <laughs> God. So, yeah, yeah also, that, also yeah. shout out to the uh, editor of the film, who is... Where, uh, fuck, I wrote it down. Arthur Schmidt, the editor. What a, what a fucking nightmare. I, I, I think a lot of people who are making those comments now about, you know, uh, the animation style back, you know, then, you know, they're, 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 they're not really being very fair because, you know, at the time they made the movie, they, they didn't have access to, you know, free stock uh, 3D vector art Shut the uh, fuck assets. Up. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> stop, stop it. <laughs> there, there are, I knew you know, it was going to this have, again. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have more than one website where you could even go. You know, it's you just boom. You know, rabbit. You know, uh, 3D art. Boom. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to split hairs here, but I mean, you know, they just didn't have the resources that we have uh, now available to us. And uh, you know, if that's something that's interesting to you, there's plenty of assets that you can download. Um, you can even sign up for a, a small fee and you, oh you own God. them outright, you know? Ugh. And so I'm just saying it's easy now. It wasn't that easy for them then, you know? This is the internet was barely even a thing uh, it, it, in the late 80s, you know? Uh, uh, it was, it, we, people were barely just getting on, uh, you know, the different social media platforms in 1988. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we just have a lot a lot of a lot to go but you know now in the future uh you know we we have access to to such an amazing <laughs> so do you guys do you guys have a do you guys have a favorite scene in the movie yeah for me the opening scene um obviously the beautifully animated short i love that i love the friggin climax um with judge uh, judge doom fucking hamming it the fuck up he's so hammy and evil <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's terrifying and hilarious and i love it when i love killed it, your brother it. i talked just like i can't go that high but yeah i know yeah, that. yeah it's, <laughs> and oh yeah the oh animation on him like the eyes and and him springing around and shit oh, yeah. he's just so, yeah so um he's a tune that's another thing that's uh revealed yes at the yes. end yeah um judge doom is a tune he's a self-hating tune <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, take of that metaphor what you will. Um, so, and he's the one who killed Eddie Valiant's brother. Apparently, there's a poster for the tune. He is like one of his shorts on Marvin Acme's wall. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a fun fucking detail. Yeah, I, I, I could be mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember seeing that. Um, yeah, that's that's a great scene. I have to say, mine is the battle between Daffy Duck. And uh, Donald Duck at the Ink and Paint Club on the pianos. Mm. Oh, it's oh, fucking that's great. Good. Oh, yeah, that is so uh, good. Essentially, yeah, the club Jessica performs at, uh, Donald and Daffy are just performers, and, and they have a big battle, piano battle. Uh, th that needs to be turned into, like, a theme park attraction or experience. You know, you oh, can project the it. animation and move around the... I, I would that, That'd be amazing. And Do Donald, Donald and Daffy are just such little fuckers. It's so <laughs> great to, <laughs> to have them together. I love it. Um... Also, notable mention, the Benny the Cab sequence. Um, so often in these animated characters go to the real world, they have just such boring driving sequences. <laughs> look at, like, Sonic. Look at the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Look, any time this happens, it is some human guy driving around a tune aimlessly as they chat. I feel it's probably that they do that because it's just this... This dead-on shot you can have and mount a camera on the on the bumper of the or uh, on the on the hood of the car. You don't have to move much. It's so boring. Mm -hmm. But this movie makes the car chase sequence a, a tune itself. The, the car is a tune itself, so it's instantly more interesting. Uh, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And Bay the Cab rules. I would love to drive so a you tune car. You, you would say it's a cartoon cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, I will say um, I know that. They actually animated Eddie Valiant in some of the frames in that car chase sequence. Um, oh, to absolutely. make it a little bit more seamless. Um, and that's super cool. That's being, that is using the resources at your disposal to produce the best film you can do. And uh, Robert Zemeckis Spielberg, they, those, those guys might be good at movie making. They might be oh. good putting them together. On that same subject, Peter, um, the Benny the Cab actual go-kart, that's what, pulling Michael J. Fox uh, in Back to the Future 3 when he's supposed to be getting pulled by the horse. 
Oh my God! Really? It's it, it's it's the bang of the cab. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zemeckis. Oh, he just made a little movie called Roger Rabbit between Back to the Futures. God, that's so crazy. Fucking must have been shit. rolling in the bank then. Jesus. Oh yeah. And you know, hey, to, to Zemeckis' fucking credit, he's got some integrity because he's like, no, while I'm alive, we're not doing more Back to the Future. Like. No, we're yeah. not doing another Roger Rabbit. I don't know. I, I respect that. I mean, he makes yeah. fucking garbage now. I'm yeah, not, he does. I, I don't care. I'm just going to say that. I'm putting it out there. He makes awful movies now. Yeah, but um, he's made amazing films. Yeah, yes, he has. So, you know, so gotta, he gets a pass. Yeah, credit where credit is. And he's not being an ass about it. Yeah, you know? he makes bad kids movies. There's bigger crimes. They're harmless. Yes. Oh. Uncanny Valley <laughs> oh, mocap movies. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing he's not trying to do it now. I mean, like, I, I watched the trailer for the, the, the Bill and Ted movie to come out. It's like, oh, oh they look so much older. <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, in for Bill and Ted. Yeah, I'm I kind of in for it, too, Scott. I think you're alone. I'm there for it. I'm just saying, like. You, you can tell, you know. I mean, I, I guess that's built into the plot of the movie. Oh, yeah, they're older and whatever, you know. It's a, I, and uh, don't be wrong, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, why, uh, Bill and Ted is stupid enough, you know. Yeah, sure, we can see more of that. I, I'm just saying, you know. Bogus Journey, I think, is better than Excellent Adventure, so it's like, eh, hey, maybe if this one's just better and the last one, I, I'm in. I, I, I really I don't like know. Bogus it's Journey. Just like, when they came back around with that other Dumb and Dumber movie, and it's just, you know, just the bags under their eyes Ooh. are so much more pronounced. It's just like, yeah, well, I know, what, what I like about this is like it's leaning into like you know everything went wrong and like their lives are crappy and then like the new Dumb and Dumber is just like trying to pick up Dumb and Dumber twenty years later. It's just like stop it. Oh stop yeah, it. the legacy of the Dumb and Dumber. Like what the fuck? Man, I was burned by that movie bad. I thought like, yeah, oh hey, yeah. maybe this will be a return to form. It's just like that soft reboot angle where it's basically the plot of the same of the of the first film right. again. Right, yeah. And, and right. this and like, uh, not to round Dumb and Dumber, but like Harry and Lloyd are so overly dumb. They were they were yes. they were functioning in the original. Now it's like, oh look at they're bathing in nuclear waste. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing? She's yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty fuck. fucking stupid. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. So to conclude our review of Dumb and Dumber, um, uh, uh, all right. So um, don't watch. Yeah, don't don't watch Dumb and Dumber two. Scott, <laughs> did you have a favorite scene? I don't think we heard from you. Uh, well, I probably yeah, I would probably say just off the top of my head, I, I also really liked the uh, uh, Daffy Duck Donald Duck uh, 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 you know battle. I, I would have maybe liked to see that parlay into a rap battle. I don't know if they can do that now. Uh, maybe just to you know help to relate to today's audience maybe they can uh do a blog video about it at the at, while they're playing the, the the instruments and instead of a piano they should just 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 head over and, and download some some quality stock vector okay images. that's enough uh, out of you uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's let's stop wrap. it scott <laughs> let's wrap this up a few final stop what <laughs> stop what i am just trying to help no, the people you're not. out there, you're you know, not trying you to could, help anyone. <laughs> you, you could, you could, you could, you could generate a video like this. You know, there's no reason to spend millions of dollars. You know, uh, employing you know talented professionals to to create. A really authentically, you know, uh, uh, woven masterpiece of, of, of cartoon cinema. There's no reason to do it's that not when you can literally it. just auto-generate it. You could even have a, a, a bot write a script for oh you. Just give it like a three sentences and, and boom, you, you're good to go. I, I don't, you know, I think people are spending a little too much time, a little too much money and effort 
on on these really you know what is really amazing uh, 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 art forms, they could really just cheapen the whole budget, bring it down to like close to zero. God, that's okay. all I'm saying. To a, few, a few final a, a few final facts about this movie. A few a few fun God. points. Um, Jesus Christ, Scott. <laughs> I am not. I am not losing it. I am. I, I'm keeping it together over here. I, 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 K I T, keeping it together. So this is one of the final uh, vo vocal performances uh, of Mel Blanc as uh, his Looney Tunes characters. So it's historical in that uh, respect. And yeah, he's he's Bugs and Daffy, a few others in this movie. This is great. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah, he's fucking. He was amazing. Um, uh, as many cartoon characters do make appearances in this movie, which is they're, they're countless. Um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was just thinking about Space Jam and how <laughs> <laughs> it happens to all of us, man. Soulless. <laughs> how fucking tired Michael Jordan is in that movie. <laughs> like, just yeah. like, like, like the movie ends and he's just like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hasn't made friends with the Looney Tunes. He never wants to see them again. I guarantee you. Well, I don't know. I was about to say he's not going to be in the second one, but I guarantee you he actually probably will. Camp. Yeah. Who are they he, getting to be the uh, basketball? It's LeBron. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, there are a few notable cartoon omissions in here, and Tom and Jerry don't make an appearance. Popeye and Felix the Cat. Um, Felix is seen in print. I think he's the comedy and or the. Uh, He's the comedy tragedy mask thingies um, um, above the Toontown Tunnel, which is, I think, a real tunnel in L.A. Yeah, I think um, I think King owns the, those properties, which is why they're not in there. It's just another right thing to get in there. And there's like, fuck no, we're holding out. I bet they wish they hadn't now, because I'm sure royalties are sweet on this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm. It's it. Yeah, uh, to that point, it's ridiculous how they got so many different, you know, IP uh, all in one film. Uh, that that in itself is it's, it's probably, you know, perfect time, perfect place, perfect people of the relationships to make the thing happen that will just simply never, ever happen again. It, it's and, right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really mean this. I'm being genuine. I do get a little emotional when the movie closes out and all the cartoons are together walking off with um, Eddie and, oh, and Roger moment. and Jessica and Dolores, um, it's it's it, you'll, you're never gonna see it again, and it's never gonna be that meaningful again. It's like movies like Ready Player One, which we've covered on this podcast. Um, just 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 whatever characters in a fucking bag shaken up. Like who fucking cares that <laughs> that Tracer from Overwatch is meeting fucking uh, Chucky? I don't give a shit. Uh, it, it, it's wonderful. There are <laughs> some Disney mandated. Uh, uh, um, um, Appearance clauses in there. I think I think Mickey Mouse what? had to appear at the, the same amount of minute or, or set to the second, the same amount of time that Bugs did, which is why oh they're God. they're in the same scene as well as Daffy. And, I mean, and, not surprising and, for Disney at all. Yeah, it sounds like they're real tough, um, which is weird because there is a Disneyland ride, um, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, which. I loved as a kid the few times I had gone to the park. Um, it doesn't really hold up to some of the other dark rides, especially as an adult. I guess it's mm. cool. You're in a Benny the Cab and you spin yourself around and you kind of fucking go through the plot of the movie. Or it might be one of those rides that's a pseudo sequel, but the same shit happens. And I don't know. They're, they're not really animatronics. It's more like they're, they're, they're static dummies of the characters. It's kind of mm. cool. There's lots of black light. It, it makes you feel like you're in Batman forever. Um, 
the weasels are in it and they're spraying dip around but it's just kind of like crummy it's aged poorly nothing uh, it just seems no. worn down and i imagine that will be gone soon and then yeah, yeah i would imagine with toontown because like, they're getting rid of toontown entirely aren't they i don't think so oh i thought that um, was going to be the case for a while uh that's what everyone thought star wars land would 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 take over but mm. nope who cares? We're never going to a fucking theme park again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. glad we got it out of our fucking system, you know, because uh, it's, it's yeah. No, it's okay, kids. You can just scream inwardly. It's like, honey, I'm al- I'm already there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That that was like the Japanese directive, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, that would be kind of a that would be kind of an interesting turn of fate where it's like, yeah, no. Uh, I know the plot of the movie is where we're gonna get rid of Toontown. We're we're actually just gonna fucking get rid of Toontown, like for <laughs> real. It's like, oh wow, art imitates a life, or life imitates art. It's hard to know sometimes. You know, everything's so photorealistic now. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think that we should maybe like deep fake ourselves into the movie. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Like, I think we should put our faces <laughs> over everybody's animated faces in the movie. I just, I just think we should at least try it out, you know? Oh, Spend God. The, like, you know, you a couple some- of months of production it would take to do <laughs> oh, something no. like that. You wonder sometimes, like, how can anyone fall for this deep fake? And then, like, my mom sends me a clip. It's like, yeah, I saw this interview with Bill Hader, and he was doing impressions of Tom Cruise. And when he did the impression, his face morphed. Flawlessly into 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 Tom Cruise's face, and it's just like no, that's because it's fucking manipulated, mom. Look at this. Your teeth don't. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) your teeth don't change when you're doing a a impression. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't change. (laughs) What a sentence to have to say. (laughs) I'm Uh, I'm sorry, mom, Uh, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But if you are, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. I just want to say, on Bedezen's behalf, I'm also going to apologize. Yeah, um, I I would also like to add, hello. And hello. (laughs) I love you, Mom. Yes, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Closing thoughts on the movie? Uh, We recommend this. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a good movie. Watch it. Uh, Um, It's on Disney Plus currently. Go Um, watch it. The Blu-ray is really cheap. Um, You get the shorts. As well, I believe. Oh, yes, I you get all the that. shorts on them. Um, I think you get, you get a pretty good behind-the-scenes documentary. You get a not-so-good behind-the-scenes documentary, like the one they actually played on TV in the 80s. Mm. It's like you always know the documentary under under the main documentary on a DVD is not going to be the good one. It's going to mm. be the E-Entertainment fucking version, whatever. It's like, did you know animation is uh, hard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking hard. <laughs> Or, 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 or it's like, or it's like some Carson Daly type, type talking to an animator. It's like, oh, you fucking nerd! You should fucking die, you piece of shit, drawing oh, all these God. pictures. Fuck you, oh. cuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and why pass up the opportunity to to watch this movie on on probably what is still the greatest format available, uh, VHS? Um, oh God! You'll you'll spend just as much time looking for the tape as you will watching the movie because I tell you what, every time I'm looking to put the tape on, I'm like, where the fuck is it? And I look at it. I look to, I look right at it on the shelf, and I miss it every time because for some reason I'm expecting the box to be red. And it's a blue box, so it's just like it, it fucks me up, fam. It just fucks me up. Um, uh, and I throw on the movie, and everything's better. Some late stage uh, uh, shout outs. Uh, the music by Alan Silvestri is fucking great. It, oh. is, a, it is a fantastic score. Uh, I think, did, did he do Back to the Future as well? Let me just check real he quick. He may have. He, it, uh, I think I it believe is. he did Howard the Duck. 
Ooh. I believe he did Howard the Duck. Talk about uh, Howard the, the Duck. duck. Yeah, what, a, what a shame I could never get that fucking Howard the Duck game working for for the Commodore 64 oh for a single replay. Um, um, yeah, I'm really fucking bummed about that. I tried really hard for like two days to get that emulation working, and it, it really did not pan out. And I was, you know. Hey, you I, tried, I, man. It's, it, it, yeah, I tried. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's not something to interest you guys you want to watch. We, we actually now have... Uh, uh, well, at least at this point, 30 episodes of prequel sequel replay up at In Living Terror YouTube page. And uh, it's a fun show where if you want to watch us play movie based video games and just sort of fucking talk like we're doing now. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. We, we got to get on doing some more of those that uh, we, do. We, we, we should. And we will. Yes. Yes. Uh, stay posted to uh, at prequel sequel remake on the Instagram and we'll let you, we'll let you know what's happening and what's up, and uh, that if we have Patron in our cups. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. another thing I love about this movie is how much drinking there is. There's a lot. Of uh, like, drinking, yeah. It's just like there's general bad attitudes all around. And I'm sorry, we failed to mention Dolores, played by Joanna Cassidy. Uh, she owns the bar uh, that Eddie frequents and is, I guess, kind of an ex or on and off girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but she's Unclear. she's she's. She is not given as much to do as her over oversexed uh, counterpart, uh, fucking Jessica, but she's really good as a anchor for uh, for for Eddie, and I, I appreciate her performance. I always like Dolores a lot. Yeah, I guess uh, the one thing I would say, and this is not a uh, it's not a dig at all, but I would say for a noir movie, it's very well lit, yes. and I can see for integrating. You know, I'm sure they did some tests uh, to, to integrate all of the cartoons like fully with, uh, you know, the people for the time. It probably makes a lot more sense to actually light things and to not plunge them into shadows as noir movies typically do. You're very right. That being said, I would love to see, you know, ugh, just like a more dark, dark version of this. Yeah, like, it's it's very daytime based. Uh, at least two thirds of this are in daytime, I would say. Yeah. And where's the sheets of rain? I mean, yeah. you know, where's the where's the the, the brooding saxophone swelling up See, out of the you know open space? You know, that's come on. The, that's the shit we could do with like digital effects now. Mm -hmm. That that yeah. that that would be much more achievable. There's a demo, or not demo, but a uh, proof of concept they did. Um, I think it's like Joey Pantoliano, Cipher himself, um, <laughs> playing Eddie. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's a very moody back alley nighttime um, scene of just Eddie walking with Roger and Ro Roger's knocking shit over and it fucking looks amazing. It looks just as good as the movie. Shit. Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't see it. Seeing like an early reel of this with with, with the tunes, you know, it composited in. Fuck, my, your, your jaw would have dropped, man. Yeah, it really would have. My final thought uh, and my final question to you guys. What do you think a tune feels like? Because I always Ooh. assumed a balloon. Okay, uh, so you know, hmm. like, um, when you get, like, frozen meat, um, and, like, the plastic is, like, slick, but still kind of oh, plasticky? That's I good. that's what they feel like. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it feels like, um, you know when you hit your funny bone, and then everything goes all like, it's like that. Like, you'll be, like, intersecting with a ghost, and it just feels like a total, like, TV <laughs> static running through your body. Oh, no. That's what I think it probably feels like. Interesting. Yeah. Um, because while th these characters do interact with um, real people, it is just like, but how the fuck? It's like, it's, it almost seems like you couldn't even grip one. They're just, like, always stretching and, yeah, uh, interesting. Interesting. 
Um, yeah. But what do you good think, listeners? What do you what do you think? Says like. in uh, or use what the do hash- cartoons feel like? <laughs> yeah, uh, use that hashtag. What do cartoons feel like? Or email us. Or um, just and, add uh, us. Let us know you, you listen. Yeah, let's know. <laughs> and and don't take that to the vulgar route that I know a lot of you would. <laughs> no one wants to know how fucking horny you are for Jessica Rabbit. Okay. Uh, no, she's okay. not really. She's no not one bad. wants to know. She's just no. drawn that way. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I keep coming up with more. But I do love um, the crazy Jessica in Toontown. And mm. I think in our mask episode, I mentioned it's like, it's too bad Tina didn't get the mask thrown on her. Yeah. Um, Ooh, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the mask. And it's like, that's the, that's the goofy car- character I think she would have been. Just the fucking, just a fucking maniac. It would have been great. Ugh. Oh man, you're, now that you mentioned that, it is such a hole in the in in the mask. Uh, yeah, Tina should have had the mask. That would have been great. That would have been fucking great. It would have been fucking great. Yeah, fucking. I mean, um, even the dog the dog got to wear the mask. Come yeah, on, the dog the, the dog needed to have the mask on before the fucking the female lead. Sure, with fucking Cameron yeah. Diaz's face with that mask on, like her sharp. Fe- I, I don't know. It would I be, would be I would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect. Hey, fuck that shit. They fucked up, and now I got beat. <laughs> now I'm mad. And now that we're nice and stewed up and angry, let's get into the meat of the sto- show, because, you know, stews and meat. Um, stew show. Stew Sto. show. Yeah, sh- Scott Stew Shoe. Uh, Scott stew Hand Stew. Sh- st- 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 <laughs> uh, Peter, <laughs> ham- Peter Hamst- uh, Hamsters. Hunters. Ham- uh, anyway. Yes. yes. No, yeah, good Good effort. Um, hey, hey, I'm trying. I'm yeah, I know trying. you're trying. Um, trying. Let's get into the prequel sequels and remakes. Woo! Woo! We'll be back after these messages. The easiest way would be they should just download some, you know, stock 3D vector art assets. And then it has like a really good, like, sort of shutterstock look to the whole movie. That would be like really desirable. They should really consider going just like the free stock assets route. They, they have access to you know free stock uh, 3D vector art uh, assets, and then and we won't even need basketball at all. On Shutterstock, we have more than one website where you could even go. You know, it's you just boom. You know, rabbit. You know, uh, 3D art. Boom. I, I, I don't want to split hairs here. You know, you know rabbit, rabbit. You know, you know uh, 3D, 3D art. art. Boom. 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 Plenty of assets you can download. You can even sign up for a, a small fee. It wasn't that easy for them. The internet was a thing. Download some some quality stock vector images on Shutterstock. Welcome back, everyone, from the commercial break to the segment of the show that technically doesn't need to exist at all, and probably should. True, but that's what we're here to do. Uh, and we're this is when we start to give you. The expanded universe that, that could have been and never was to uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. And quite sequentially, that would preclude uh, henceforth to, hence to for, or, uh, prequel. <laughs> uh, pre- prequel is where we start. Yes. So, um, who has prequel? This uh, time around, yeah, that would be me, Mister Hanshu. Oh, <laughs> I think oh. we got it right this time, or I yeah, got it we right did. this time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not, not not throwing shade at anyone but myself. And Desmond, you you can remove your uh, ball gag punishment um, now, you know, <laughs> oh because I, I forgot I, about that. 
I, I know I'm a slurry one, but it's like if I had somehow delivered even that whole podcast with a ball gag in my mouth, that's that's <laughs> that's a talent I need to take on the road. Oh no, on the road again. I don't yes. know why I'm uh, on the road again. Uh, uh, hey, I can see game. Peter's video now. Yes, um, because we have um, we're doing a different twist to the prequel this time, and it's going to require video evidence. Oh, all right. So okay. So first. I'm going to hit this record button so we have video evidence. Um, evidence? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm, very, I'm very disturbed by your use of the word evidence. So I am about to read a prequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, and on every page, I'm going to eat one of these incredibly spicy um, corn nuts. Oh, um, I like that. The, um, so they are made with Carolina Reaper, Trinidad Scorpion peppers, ghost peppers, and seven pot brain strain, whatever whatever that is. I, um, oh, wow. Yeah. I've sampled these before. They taste delicious, but they are too spicy. Um, and I wanted to do this because I cannot do any of the voices of the classic cartoon characters that are in this. Um, so I'm going to compensate with pain. That's hella uh, funny. So and you're, do- you're doing this in the middle of a heat wave. I yes, mean, uh, it's very hot. Uh, there's so well, many fans out of frame. So many. I'm blown away. I mean, I appreciate your dedication to the art and to the craft. And that we're literally you. taking uh, prequel, sequel, remake into a different dimension. The dimension of taste. You never <laughs> thought it would be. And you can follow along with us if you've got your own ghost pepper, whatever is uh, ready to go. Uh, and just eat, eat along with Peter. There will be a sound like this every time that Peter eats one of these little... Uh, cornet things. For those of you not really into spicy food, the Carolina Carolina Reaper pepper is what the hottest fucking pepper on earth is that? I think is, the is, ghost is that, pepper. Oh, is, the ghost or pepper. The scotch bonnet. One of them. I um, got some yeah. of those packy chips. Are you, are you familiar? Packy makes those really spicy yeah. ones, and like, it will just liquefy your insides. Just eating yeah. like 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 even if you but. do like fucking spicy food. Your body's not supposed to just have a bunch of chips laced with that crap. It's bad for no, you. It's, it's uh, Molly good. and I were fucked up uh, eating a bunch <laughs> of those. Um, and there's also the one. There, there's the one they make that's a single chip wrapped. The up. one chip challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's. It's not good. Um, so I have a glass of milk. Um, I'm not going to drink it until I'm done. I'm just going to power through. I'm so um, excited. Um, wow. So here we go. And I'm also using chopsticks to pick up the nuts because I don't want to get the stuff on my eyes accidentally. So here we go. Nut number one. It's nice to see your face, too. It's been a while, and uh, I need to get a webcam. a minute. So we're going to see how like awful I look. Just like fucking it has been a minute. And this is already very hot. So here we go. Yay! Prequel time. Mm-hmm. Title, Toon Platoon. Tagline one, the actual proposed prequel to Roger Rabbit. Yes. Um, I didn't want to mention this because this reason. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, tagline two, seriously, this was going to be a thing at some point. Tagline three, this was disavowed by Spielberg after he made Schindler's List. Tagline four, who would stoop so low as to make this? Directed by J.J. Abrams. And he apparently was supposed to write Toon Platoon. Um, So here we go. Synopsis. Tuesday, June 6th, 1944. Normandy. The surf brushed over the sides of the landing craft. The air stunk of salt and just general funk. 
Theirs was just one of hundreds of vessels carrying 24,000 American, British, and Canadian men and tunes as part of the appropriately named Operation Neptune. T-O-O-N, I get it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tensions were high for obvious reasons, but even more so since the revelation that Acmeco sold the Germans a batch of experimental tune-piercing ammo. Tunes were previously thought to be totally invulnerable, so all their training centered around running in front of the humans and soaking up the crossfire. Now they would have to do the unthinkable. Try not to get shot. The whole squad was there. The handsome Richie Davenport, as played by Brendan Fraser, Hammy Pig, Baby Herman, Screwy Squirrel, that loose cannon Chili Willy, and of course, the company cut-up, Lieutenant Roger Rabbit. We're drifting. Adjust rendezvous coordinates 385. Keep your eyes on the prize, gentlemen. Baby Herman was by far the loudest guy in the unit. He was hardlined and always found a way to stick a cigar in his mug. Screwy Squirrel was tossing his rifle between his hands. Chilly Willie was kissing his dog tags. And Roger, well, Roger was trying to get everyone to smell an oversized flower pinned to his lapel. Similarly, while everyone was dressed in standard army fatigues, Roger was still adorning his classic suspenders. How he rose to the rank of lieutenant while actively disobeying protocol, no one really knew. <laughs> the landing craft breached the shore with the force of a glass hucked against the wall. The ramp descended from the ship and the platoon was met with a hail of gunfire. Submachine gun turrets were parked at the upper end of the embankment. They could see man and tune alike fall like dominoes before them. Bodies and caricatures riddled with Nazi gunfire. Herman led the platoon up the shore in a serpentine motion. Move, you filthy fucking maggots! I'm not sending any of you putzes home in a fucking box! <laughs> they dove behind a ridge of sand for cover. Private Willie, you got a shot? Chilly Willie tossed down a carbon-lined attaché and assembled his sniper rifle. He adjusted the scope to mark the source of the turret fire. Willie whistled affirmatively. Just then, a few bullets buzzed past them. Harry, give him some covering fire! The cartoon pig grabbed his standard-issue rifle and launched a barrage of ammo into the opposition. Willie clicked back his rifle. In the distance, a German man fell to his death. He would never know his life was undone by a cartoon penguin with his own line of frozen dinners. <laughs> More return fire from the Germans sent baby Herman into a tizzy. God damn it, Hammy, where's that covering fire? Hammy snorted and pointed the muzzle of his weapon up to the sky. And I am just past a page, so uh, we're going to eat another one of these. Ooh. This is uh, number two. This is fun. Number two. I like this. How does it does it taste spicy yet? Yes. How's the how's the mouth feel? <laughs> okay. Um, drinking some water just because my throat is dry. I'm not drinking milk. Water's okay. <laughs> refresh, Hammy's pointing his gun up into the sky. <laughs> Uh, before he could pull the trigger, a massive hole formed in the spot where his face used to be. Fuck. He dropped to the ground limp. Dear God, no. Roger got behind the face hole and blew raspberries out of it. Oh, no. A quiet thud hit the sand nearby. Baby Herman's mouth went agape, cigar hitting the beach below. Grenade! Willie stuck his helmet <laughs> over the explosive. A thunderous roar came from below. Roger's senses went dull. He couldn't see or hear anything. Darkness was all around him. Suddenly, 
he hears music, cheering, the sounds of popcorn popping and glasses clattering. The USO had turned Fort Mickey into a cavalcade of fun for man and tune alike. Roger and his pals Hammy and Richie walked along a mock-up of Main Street USA with cotton candy and tequila in hand. I tell you what, guys, if I know one thing for sure, it's that I'm going to live forever. Me and my brother Porky are going to start a shrimping business down in Louisiana. Do you know the first thing about shrimp? I sure don't know, Hammy. Is that anything like a pipsqueak? What? No, like a sea creature. What creature? I don't see them anywhere. You know what, Roger? I'm just going to meet up with y'all later. Hammy waved goodbye. Richie and Roger approached the Marquis, the whole reason they were there. There she is, Richie, old pal. Jessica Schuler, the prettiest dame this side of Albuquerque. Roger wasn't exaggerating, and let me tell you, there were some pretty sweet dames out in Albuquerque. A grand band stuck up the tune, and Jessica took the stage. Roger locked eyes with her. Then his eyes turned into giant cartoon hearts, which shortly afterward exploded into confetti and even smaller cartoon hearts. Jessica had to stifle a laugh, lest it interrupt her tune. After her set concluded, Roger's heart was all a flutter. He regaled Richie with all the things she made him feel. Then, a rather burly man tapped Roger on the shoulder. Miss Schuler would like to see you in her dressing room. Cut to the next morning, Roger and Jessica awaken in the nude. They had a long night of playing patty cake. Their hands were all chafed and sore. Oh. <laughs> Roger would go on to say it was the greatest evening of his life. Roger shipped off that very next day, but they promised to write. Roger hadn't a paper nor pen, but he wrote his love poems to Miss Schuler on the back of his eyelids every night while he slept. Roger opened his eyes. Smoke and sand were everywhere. He ran his hands across his body just to assure himself everything was where it was supposed to be. He glanced over his shoulder to see the disheveled corpse of his friend Hammy. The rest of the squad was nowhere to be found. The bullets had stopped. Roger climbed over the hill and saw devastation everywhere. Giant exaggerated eyes, limbs, and cartoon hammers were strewn about the battlefield. <laughs> How had it come to this? At the top of the embankment, Roger could see his squad amongst the hundreds of soldiers. Richie, Chili, Screwy, and Baby Herman were all accounted for. Such bullshit fucking cartoon characters, Peter. <laughs> fucking Chilly Willy. What? what? <laughs> Chilly Willy is a real cartoon character. No, he is. He, he, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Screwy Squirrel is a real cartoon character, squirrel. too. <laughs> He's a real cartoon. He's they, a real... No, they are. They absolutely yeah, okay. are. I'm just saying they're fucking low ass tier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um. <laughs> Roger Rabbit, you son of a bitch. Baby Herman staggered over to Roger. I thought the damn Nazi grenade did you in. His comrades looked same on the outside, but there was something within that that wasn't right. And uh, we have passed a page, so I'm going to need another one of these. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> this is fucking hot. All right, how, on a scale of one to ten, where are we at with the hotness now? Uh, now that we're at uh, number three. Um... <coughs> <laughs> It's the worst right after eating them, but it lingers. Like, I can still feel the first one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's building. And just adding that ain't fucking helping. It's not. Um, the vibrant life in Chili Willie's cold, <laughs> beady eyes was replaced with something dark and cold. They say war changes a man. 
I guess the same is true for tunes. Richie and Ro <coughs> Richie and Roger went down to the mess. Maybe some chow would sort them out. Between the dishing of the slop, they could just make out songs on the radio. For some reason, it was zippity doodah. Kind of fucks up the whole tone of the moment, but let's just assume it's more meaningful to tombs or something. Just then, the racially problematic tune was interrupted by a special news <laughs> bulletin. A caravan of USO performers was ambushed by Nazi forces. All performers were taken alive, aside from Woody Woodpecker, who was presumed dead. Richie turned to Roger. <laughs> um, You're not making any sense, Raj. Roger packed up his kit and flung his rifle over his shoulder. Volunteering for that rescue mission is suicide, I tells ya. Well, I don't no know nothing about sewers or sides, Herman, but my dame's in trouble and I gots to help. I hate to break it to you, but if the Nazis have her, she's dead already. I won't nose until I nose, Herman. Richie, what's your take on that? I don't know much, Herman, but I do know that Roger's my best friend here right now. And wherever he goes, I go. Chilly Willie stepped forward and looked Herman in the eyes with his cold, unbreaking stare. God damn it, Private Willie. Why must you shut me with your reason? Well, if the rest of my unit is digging in, then old screwy squirrel isn't going to miss out on the action. Cut to the belly of a cargo ship flying over German territory. The squad jumps out of the plane and releases their parachutes. Based on all their intel, Jessica and the rest of the USO performers were being moved to a Nazi outpost right on the border of Brussels. That location was a little too hot. Too hot. <laughs> too hot. Um, so the squad was dropping in about 10 clicks south. This isn't important to the plot, but Roger's parachute was made out of a giant red handkerchief. Just seems like that's what it would be. Uh, they touched down just south of an old dairy farm. Corpses of dead sows lined the fields. Baby Herman led the troops across the fencing on the outsides of the farm. Something don't smell right. Maybe that's all the dead cattle, chief. <laughs> nah, it ain't that. Suddenly, bullet fire rained down. The farm had looked too innocent, of course. It was all just another Nazi trap. Baby Herman motioned to the squad to split up and approach the source of fire in a serpentine motion. Forgot I did serpentine motion earlier, but it's a good motion to take, so... Why not? <laughs> I suggest you serpentine. Serpentine. Make it harder to hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, Nazis are going to come into play in a World War II thing. It's just, it always makes me think of the fucking line in Indiana Jones. Nazis. I hate I these hate guys. These guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, it's such a fucking stupid line. It's kind of I, great, though. It, it, no, it it's is kind great. But it, it is great. But I love that it's just so, it's so stupid. Yes, yeah. fuck Nazis. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Controversial. Agreed. Yeah, right. Um, Roger, meanwhile, loaded up a cork gun with a flag that said bang on it. They moved quick, unable to focus their fire on just one target. The Nazi scum was dispatched. Damn krauts, said Screwy Squirrel. I ain't got two licks for them. He spat on a Nazi's corpse. All right, Private Squirrel. This ain't the time for grievances. And uh, we have passed to another page. Um, to shake things up, I am going to eat two nuts for this page. <laughs> You're a fucking oh. maniac. <laughs> um, so here we go. Um, Do you, I, I, would you would you call yourself, um, Peter, a fan of spicy food in general? I, I believe you are, right? Yeah. I am. I, I, I mean, That's I, why also, I own these. But, yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. 
but they yeah, are yeah. very spicy. You can go too hot and it makes the food unenjoyable, but um, I, I would I would say, yeah, I, I, I do love spicy. It's, it's great. You know what? Uh, uh, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to make it three. Here we go. <laughs> oh, wow. Molly and I, when we first started dating, um, got some pad thai at this restaurant that we like locally. And... Um, Man, we, we ordered it spicy, and they it, it was the classic case of a Thai restaurant fucking with you and just, just <laughs> overloading it. I think everyone's been in that that position. Oh, you before. want it spicy, huh? Yeah, 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 exactly. It was like it was you like, American no fuck. So, so so delicious, but like we had to rotate bites. Just like all right, now you're on. All right, now you're on. So okay, um, I hate to rush you, Des, but this is this is um. I gotta, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so going. sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. No worries. Um. Three might have been a mistake. Um. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir, but this motherfucker was just firing tune-piercing rounds at us. I'm going to grieve in all I goddamn please. Suddenly, a bullet pierced through Scurry's chest cavity. <laughs> One of the last Nazis let out a final grunt and died. That's why you always make sure they're dead before you start celebrating. Seriously. Scurry, come on, man. Stay with me. Sarge, Sarge, you got to promise me one thing. Don't talk like that. This ain't it for you. Sarge, you gotta promise me. Anything, Scree. You gotta get rid of the blackface photos. What? We thought it was f- funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> Don't talk like that, Private. Nah, Sarge. It's never been funny. It's never. Screwy Squirrel died in the arms of Baby Herman in Nazi Germany. <laughs> Baby Herman did that thing you only see in movies where you raise your gun to the air and fire a lot of bullets out of anger as that would act as release, but in actuality it would probably lead to a bunch of stray bullets coming down from the sky and killing you. And kill people, yeah. yeah. I have dreams about that be- being the way I die, just from a rogue bullet coming through my ceiling. Uh, after burying their dead, the remaining squad set out to the outpost. Given the circumstances, it was rather sparsely guarded fort. A few troops patrolled the outside, but no artillery was set up and there was no visible sniper. Okay, Private Willie, you station out here with your sniper rifle. When I give you the signal, you start dispatching Nazis. While they're distracted, we'll move in and rescue the hostages. Chili adjusted his helmet and nodded coldly. The squad approached the fort and slithered along the fencing solid snake style. Herman gave the signal to Chili Willie. He unleashed hell. Scalps flew off Nazi heads in a blind fury. Willie was truly the marksman of his time. A crowd of Nazis jumped in front of the squad. Baby Herman pounced on the lead one and broke his neck, then cartwheeling off his descending corpse onto the scalp of another. A bayonet stuck swiftly in his sternum. The last soldier, quivering with fear, pissed himself as Richie gunned him down. The team descended a set of stairs to reveal a lower level comprised of several railings over a giant oversized fish tank. What the heck is this? Doesn't look like no Nazi material I ever seen. (laughs) This is much bigger than Nazis. Who said that? I don't see anyone anywhere. Suddenly a screen was pulled back, revealing Jessica dangling from a rope. Babe! Roger! Privates, keep your weapons at the ready. I think you're not going to be ready for what I have to offer. Where is he? And uh, we are now on the last page. Um, and to spice things up, I'm going to do four this time. Um, there's one. 
How's the how's the mouth doing with all this? Uh, it's, uh, you seem to be tolerating it pretty well. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm being a trooper. Yeah, appearances can be deceiving. I, I want to know what, what's it like going on in the mouth. Like, <laughs> if we're gonna do like a one one uh, scale of one to ten, where are we at now? I'd say um, I'd say we're about in an eight, um, and. I'm just gonna, just gonna, just gonna do this right now. Fuck! Oh, fuck. oh no, no, no! Peter. Hey, I'm Peter Hunter, and this is this is the the cornut challenge. <laughs> <laughs> this is Peter Hunter's badass game show. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Could you oh, no. imagine if one of the Jackass movies tried to shoehorn in a plot? <laughs> <laughs> like. <sighs> I'd be fucking into it, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, like I'm just going to stop you guys there. Let, let I'm just stop you guys there. Okay. <clears throat> a rumble came from below. The waters crashed. <laughs> <coughs> the waters crashed from side to side. A giant cartoon shark emerged from the depths below. Is that oh, no. Jabberjaw? Ah, how did I know? <laughs> it's hair, Jabberjaw, American scum. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Fuck. Okay, okay. <clears throat> whoop, 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 whoop. The truth was finally out there. Jabberjaw was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why? You damn Americans never cared about Jabberjaw. <laughs> sure, Jabberjaw may have been a forced marriage between Josie and the Pussycats and Scooby-Doo with an annoying voice, but that's not the point. The Germans get Jabberjaw. They understand me. <laughs> the Germans get Jabberjaw. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. uh, <laughs> but, but why? I, I told you. I know, but it kind of seems like a weak reason to join the Nazis. Look, we can either... Look, we can, we can either sit here and talk about moral relativism and eugenics, or I can just sit here and hit this button that will slowly lower the lady over here into a pool of sharks. Well, go ahead then. <laughs> Richie pulled out a Bowie knife. All right, guys, go save the girl. I'll keep the jaws busy. But Richie, what about you? Don't worry about me. Save Jessica. I'm sweating so much, guys. Um, <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear it. I can hear, <laughs> I can hear the smart American heartthrob played by current the current actor Brendan Fraser jumped the cartoon shark. He quickly grabbed the glands of its nose and flipped him upside down, putting him into tonic. He drove the bo Bowie knife deep into his abdomen and proceeded to gut the cartoon drummer. Jabberjaw was the drummer, right? Okay. Jabberjaw, I think, was the drummer, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Hang on, let me look it up. No, no, no. <laughs> Cartoon Jessica was dangling just out of reach of both Herman and Roger. Luckily, they had the brilliant idea to stand on each other's shoulders. For comedic effect, of course, Roger stood on the much smaller Herman's shoulders instead of the other way around. Jessica was saved. Hair Jabberjaw <laughs> began Herm thrashing about, <laughs> relieving himself of his tonic state. With one mighty bite, he ripped out Richie's midsection. Jabberjaw plummeted to the tank below, dead. Richie tried putting his guts back in place, but it was no use. He wasn't going to make it. But he had done the world a service by saving Jessica and finally doing away with that monster Jabberjaw. 
Taps played softly on the wind. Fade to black. The end. All right. <laughs> Peter, that was fucking excellent. Um, for more reasons wow. than one. One being that you're eating fucking hot chips and not the bitch-ass hot <laughs> chips that we ate in middle school. Uh, you're eating real hot <laughs> chips. Uh, and as we know, Ugh. all you prequel, sequel, remake heads know, eating spicy food makes your fucking <laughs> dick giant. That's what the medical professionals have said, yes. Well, I hope some good came of this. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Um, oh, um, Jesus Christ. Th- th- I, uh, was- <laughs> I love the spin you put on it, eating chips. It definitely is going to make me think about this side of the box for future episodes. And, um, and there's video evidence. T- there's video yeah. evidence, yes. There's video evidence. You um, can go to the prequel, sequel, remake social medias. I also t- uh, <laughs> uh, uh, immensely appreciate you taking the completely fucking distasteful um, treatment for Roger Rabbit 2. Um, on paper, maybe that works, but the second you start to think more into it, no! We do yeah. not need, need to be... What, like, yeah. what, what? The majority of these films going to be Toons killing Nazis? Yeah, yeah fuck Nazis. Or, it's great to see but, them die on camera, but just like but, the, the tone is... Are they yeah. rifles What's and the point? M1 Grands and shit? Like... Uh, uh, it, yeah, ill-conceived comes to mind. Uh, uh, and, and, and I, as you mentioned, um, Peter, uh, Spielberg's direct quote was like, "I after doing Schindler's List, I just don't see how I could in good faith do a comedic fucking Nazi movie. No, <laughs> um, absolutely not. Um, you bring up Jabberjaw. It's uh, very funny because I just watched uh, the recent Scooby-Doo film, Scoob. Um, it's one mm. of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. It's everything <laughs> I hate about modern animation. Um it's basically a big ad for the Hanna Barbera uh, extended universe. Um, oh. Captain Caveman, and, Captain Caveman, Blue Falcon, and and Dick Dastardly uh, feature heavily in this fucking Scooby Doo movie. It, it's just it's just bad. I don't know. And at the end, they have a tease for Jabberjaw, like we're supposed to get excited. Oh, fuck. Like, like Jabberjaw. Like Literally, uh, fuck right Jabberjaw. before Peter said Jabberjaw, I was like, he's going to say Jabberjaw. And then he did. And I was like, <laughs> it, it, ah, you, it. you know what's amazing about Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw, <laughs> Jabberjaw. Com- Jabberjaw comes from that era of Hanna-Barbera cartoons where you could just rip off a famous vaudeville like <laughs> actor. And, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, 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 I think there's also like Tennessee Tuxedo, that penguin character that's just basically W.C. Fields. And oh God! And even even now, like how many? I feel like Jack Nicholson impressions or like uh, William Shatner impressions. Like people just attached to, to to cartoon characters or something. It's you're just stealing someone's fucking persona. You can't you can't do yeah. that. I don't know. I guess you can. Uh, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah, wow. Trivia. Oh, there's trivia. Oh, okay. In yeah. Um, and in fact, these are both actual pieces of trivia, not creative trivia I made up. The D in D-Day actually just stands for day. It's a military term or something. Bit underwhelming, isn't it? Day-Day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Um, and Day-Day and Craig. Are, there are actually cartoons of Scree Squirrel in blackface. That wasn't a joke I made up. No, I believe you there. Which is like, why... Why? And then a Chili Willy, is that the... Is that, sorry. A chili no, Willy, is that the... Is that on the fucking TV dinner box? Yes. Yeah. But is I it mean, from a something other than that? Yeah. No. It's a it's a Tex Avery character. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, but is Shirley Willie? I feel is one of those characters that's, that, that that's just adapted and changed ever so slightly to avoid lawsuit. Like, is it actually Chili Willie on the TV dinners? I think it is. Because Hold on, let me let me Google this real quick. I I, I used to work in um, a seafood uh, packaging plant, and there would be like ice 
packs that would have like some approximation of Chili Willy on it. And, like, it's just, it seems like it's a character that maybe the character just costs nothing. I don't know. Like, like, hey, if we wanted to make a Chili Willy cartoon, we could maybe. I don't know. Um, you know what? It might not be Chili Willy. It might just no. It's a close approximation. It's not right. Him. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. To my point, he's just one of those characters that like. Yeah, cute pudgy little penguin with a scarf on, and it's yeah, yeah it's Chilly Willy. But we all just we we will call every incarnation Chilly Willy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. To me. All right, and uh, that's it for me. Uh, that was yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Peter. You wow. started off uh, off with a fucking Peter. bang, and I, I and again I really appreciate you you eating these hot chips on camera. Yeah, and uh, I'm yeah. gonna get wow. um, I'm gonna get another beverage <laughs> because yeah. there are issues happening in me. Good, that's good I, enough. <laughs> I would be surprised if they weren't. Honestly, uh, that's uh, quite a feat, uh, a uh, reckless feat. Uh, yeah. And there's if there's one thing you want to make sure you're doing when you're recording a podcast, it is impede your own ability to speak. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, you want to give yourself some obstacles so you're not just you know half-assing it. And Peter definitely didn't half-ass it. He, he went all the way. And at prequel sequel remake here, we applaud things like that. All right. I'm Seriously, you're going to go grab the beverage. It's, it's bad. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for uh, a very harrowing and spicy prequel to Roger Rabbit. Uh, now it's time that we pivot into what happens in the aftertime, after Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, and that is the territory of the sequel, penned by... None other than our very own Desmond Ports. Hey everyone, because this movie totally needed a sequel. Well, here you go. Touchstone Pictures presents a film by Ridley Scott. Tagline, comedy, tragedy, dynamite. <laughs> Hollywood, 1967. Roger Rabbit sits alone in his high-rise penthouse. He fumbles, trying to grasp a bottle of pills, then pours himself a couple, washing them down with scotch. He turns on the TV. It's one of his old shorts, The Lone Rabbit. In this short, he had gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with bandits that had captured Baby Herman. Baby Herman. Gone too soon, he thought. Heroin did it, as many tunes. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Roger and Horace Horsecaller didn't get along on the shoot for The Lone Rabbit, some citing off-color remarks from Horace on set as a source of tension. But at his old age, Roger remembered the good old days fondly. Just then, Roger Rabbit's door flew open. An intruder. I knew it was only a matter of time. The intruder cracks their knuckles. A fight ensues throughout the penthouse, with a tired Roger not having the spunk he once possessed. The apartment is destroyed in the ensuing madness when the intruder finally gets the upper hand. The intruder pulls out a katana with some type of hosing attached to it that runs up his sleeve. Suddenly, green liquid creeps through the tube, infusing with the blade. It's dip. <laughs> the intruder slices Roger in half vertically, and the cartoon bunny disintegrates into a puddle. On the television, which has remained on the entire time, plays the final shot of the lone rabbit, Roger riding off into the sunset. Title, Who Whacked Roger Rabbit? Nice. <laughs> nice. Later that night, Roger's penthouse is swarming with police. Detectives snoop around for clues and whatever the fuck. Hey, Mitch, you gotta guess who this guy was. Roger fucking Rabbit. Hey, no shit. The Roger Rabbit? Damn, I loved him when I was a kid. Shit, does, does Eddie Valiant know yet? God, I hope not. 
For his sake? First Dolores, now this? Shh. His brother, all those years ago? Guy can't catch a break. You know why they call him the Joker, right? Um, <laughs> that stock fucking, like, goon voice cracks me up so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, too. <laughs> Worse off, someone is dipping again. Been 20 years since we had a tuna side. You think it's premeditated? Yes. Yes, I do. Are we going to do anything about it? No, O'Malley, we're not. We're going to let this one play out. Downtown Los Angeles, night. A disheveled 65-year-old Eddie Valiant, Bob Hoskins, walks down the moody, rainy streets. Housing costs in Toontown had skyrocketed over the years. Only the richest characters could afford to live there. Valiant sees Fred Flintstone in Tennessee Tuxedo shooting up on a stoop. <laughs> Mr. Magoo drinks a beer out of a paper bag. Valiant shakes his head in disgust. <laughs> Tunes had gotten so cheap lately. <laughs> Valiant makes his way to Roger's penthouse and breaks in while the police are on a donut break. He snoops around for clues, stopping at a cracked picture of Roger and himself in simpler times. Eventually, Eddie finds a switch while running his fingers up Roger's desk. A hidden door reveals itself. He inspects the contraband, finding weapons, cash, gold, and photos. Among the photos is a World War II squad photo of Roger himself. On the back, written, Toon Platoon, 1941. <laughs> Perfect. Roger, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Seamlessly blends. Yes. yes. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, <laughs> through line. It's just so dense. Um, Roger had never mentioned serving. Eddie takes the photo along with a swift jag of booze from Roger's decanter. <laughs> a dead man's decanter is fucking dead up man, for grabs. Dead man's decanter is the name of my next album. If you were fucking oh, snooping yeah. around, after if I was murdered and you were snoop, snooping around my house, I hope you guys would take many jags of my booze. I mean, if it uh, wasn't evidence, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, rather, Elsa like, your murder be solved and I don't fuck up the investigation. <laughs> you know. Yeah, leave the fucking fingerprints all around. Th thanks for the idea. Scott Hanchy's fingerprints were found all over a bottle of whiskey. Um, I always knew Scott whoa, would be whoa, the one whoa, to whoa, off whoa. Desi. He was jealous of him. Jealous he was America's sweetheart. Look, man, I'm not even drinking whiskey these days, guys. Couldn't have been me. It's, no, it's you're absolutely not. You've, you've actually, yeah, yeah, true. It's too, it's too harsh. It's a harsh mistress. I'm not a teenager anymore. I, I got to stick with the booze that I can disguise, like vodka. I, yeah, I will say that the whiskey come down is one of the harder alcohol come downs. Elsewhere, a beatnik Rocky and Bullwinkle model various for radio frequencies. They have cork boards upon cork boards of photos, articles, diagrams spread on every wall. A pounding startles them. Rocky takes his last puff of his joint and puts it out. Hey man, what gives? It's 4 a.m. The fuck out of here. It's me, boys. <laughs> Let me in. Ah, oh, shit, Eddie. Rocky unlatches the door. Hey man, you got a fucking call, dude, if you're just gonna come over like this. Eddie pushes himself in. Oh, hey, Eddie. What's going on, brother? Long time no see. Yeah, sorry about Roger, man. It's all over the news. Do you two know anything about this? Eddie throws down the war photo. Oh, what? Oh, no, man. This gotta be fake. Everyone knows Toons didn't fight in the war. I need you two to do some digging for me. Uh, look, 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 Eddie. We're pushing it with those accusations of treason a few years back. What with the bad knobs and all. So look, I think it's best we stay out of government affairs. My best friend. A tune. 
The best tune was murdered tonight. Something ain't right. I owe it to him. Well, I imagine every tune close to him will be at the funeral. Yeah, as good a place as any to start. Uh, why don't you go home, man? When was the last time you slept? I'm fine. Well, if, uh... If that's the case, you don't want to get fucked up. <laughs> We're about to tie off. <laughs> the next day, the funeral for Roger Rabbit is held. Foghorn Leghorn delivers a beautiful eulogy <laughs> with while many a tear are shed. <laughs> I said, I said, he's dead, I said. So, what I'm about to um, deliver is actually a real deleted scene from the film um, that was meant to be the funeral of Marvin Acme. Um, so I repurposed it for this. It's the funeral oh, nice. of Roger Rabbit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've actually found storyboards of this. So, the pallbearers hoist a coffin through the cemetery. Goofy, one of the pallbearers, turns to Popeye, also carrying the coffin. Gorsh, pallbearing sure is hard work, ain't it? <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. We're burying Paul. I thought we were burying Roger. Bluto finds their comments disrespectful and punches Goofy out. A full-on battle then commences. Yosemite Sam is stuck balancing the coffin on his back. You dang varmints! I'll bury the rabbit myself! He throws the coffin into the hole and leaves. Suddenly, Casper the ghost floats out of the grave. Will you be my friend? Everyone in the audience has their eyeballs bug out and yell, Ghost! And disperse quickly as, Cap as Casper watches on sadly. Eddie observes the madness from across the cemetery. He leans against a tree, smoking and drinking, of course. In the distance, he sees Mickey Mouse and Jessica Rabbit arguing. She slaps Mickey and leaves. Eddie approaches an elderly Felix the Cat, who sits in a wheelchair and throws flowers into the grave. Hey, Felix. Damn shame, isn't it? Felix, a relic of the silent era, says nothing. Eddie shows him the photo. Felix looks at it and begins to reminisce. Germany, 1941. Nazi scientists gather around a machine in a top-secret research center and conduct experiments. A pounding is heard on the front door. Yoo-hoo! The scientist opens the door. It's Bugs Bunny in full-on Carmen Miranda gear. <laughs> he dances around and smooches the Nazi. The Nazi goes full-on full Tex Avery with the humana humanas and a woogas. Bugs then tears off to the skies in full military fatigues. <laughs> Yeah. What's up, Doc? Bugs unloads a clip of Thompson rounds into the scientist's chest. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tunes then flood the facility, killing all Nazis present. Wiley Coyote <laughs> bashes, bashes one's head in with a mallet. Popeye rips one apart. Felix the cat just detaches his tail and uses it as a spear. Oh, God. As an injured Nazi crawls away, Roger approaches, pistol in hand. That's all, folks. He pulls the trigger the Toon Platoon that investigates the base. Mickey Mouse inspects the equipment. Ha ha! What do you suppose they were doing here? Ha ha! Ah, who cares? We had strict orders to destroy the base and everything in it. I'm just saying, Roger. Ha ha! Some of this stuff may be worth something. Ha ha! I said we're destroying the base, Mickey, and that's that. It's not up for debate. Ha ha! You got it, Sarge. Ha ha! The Toons then plant charges and send the base up in flames. Mickey watches the burning wreckage as other tunes retreat. He begins to inspect various blueprints and swipes a few. He glares at Roger resentfully. In the present, Felix finishes retelling the story to Eddie. Eddie decides to pay Mickey a visit. 
he needs to go to Disneyland. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Entering on the monorail, Eddie Valiant makes his way down Main Street to Mickey's office. No one was sure how Walt Disney built this utopia, which functioned outside of the U.S. government, mind you. But here it was. (laughs) And since Walt Disney had passed, Mickey Mouse had become the most wealthy tune on the planet. After a long wait for an audience with the mouse himself, Valiant was admitted to Mickey's office. Hello, Eddie. My condolences. I know you and Roger were close. Ah, thanks, Mick. And my condolences to you. It's been rough on you and the company since Walt died. We're doing fine. Better than ever, actually. Now, what can I do for you? Look, I found this photo. I know you all fought in the war. Why this seems to be buried is beyond me, but do you know anyone who may have wanted to take Roger out? Mickey takes a beat. Eddie, I know you'll always need a problem to fix. I know it ruined your marriage. And with everyone close to you dying and all. But the corners of Roger's past you're trying to unfurl will only hurt you, Eddie. He was an old showbiz rabbit. He surely made enemies. Leave it at that. Why were you arguing with Jessica? I want to make sure that Roger's legacy is in the right hands. And unfortunately, Jessica's not keen on progress. I want her to sign his old shorts over to Disney Company, where his IP can flourish. It gathers dust under her wing. Well, I think they're hers to gather dust on, if you don't mind me saying. (laughs) We'll see. Eddie, I'd love to say in chat, but I have a golf date with cartoon Humphrey Bogart. I'll be seeing you. <laughs> Eddie exits the office and makes his way to the first payphone he can find. Damn it, damn it, Jessica, pick up! Eddie slams his phone on the receiver in frustration, then begins to make his way to the rabbit residence. Once he arrives, he sees the dark house. Not a single light on. Curious indeed. He enters through an unlocked front door. Jessica, you there? A light flicks on. And there on the sofa sits Pete. Uh, oh, oh, wow. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Eddie Valiant, good to see ya. Sit the fuck down, why don't ya? <laughs> he pulls a pistol out and motions to the armchair. You, you killed Roger Rabbit, didn't ya? Of course not, Eddie. I'm ashamed you'd ever think so low of me, being a man of my reputation. (laughs) Now, what do we do with you? You've been poking around too much, Eddie. Should (laughs) have let the sleeping rabbit lie. (laughs) What'd you do to Jessica? Tied her up, left her on the train tracks. What else you do, you big goof? (laughs) (laughs) Eddie thinks for a moment then chucks a nearby ashtray at Pete, temporarily blinding him. Eddie lunges at Pete, casting the firearm aside as the two engage in fisticuffs. Pete is pulverizing Eddie until Eddie Valiant pulls out a pen from his pocket, spilling ink on Pete's chest. Really, Eddie? Disappearing ink? Come on, old tricks. You know that wouldn't save you. The liquid then begins to burn through Pete's clothes, chewing him up and going to the flesh. It was dip. Eddie kept it on his person, just in case. Pete collapses dead on the ground. Eddie searches Pete's pocket and finds a train ticket. Putting two and two together, Valiant goes to rescue Jessica. At the station, 
Valiant finds Jessica Rabbit tied to the train tracks as the train quickly approaches. Goofy watches over and taunts Jessica. Oh, gosh, you're about to be flying as a pancake. <laughs> you can kill me, Goofy, but it'll never change what you did to Clarabelle. The mother of your children, Goofy. What would Max think? Enough, quiet woman. Valiant then... <laughs> Valiant then jumps Goofy and the two tussle for a moment Eddie uppercuts Goofy sending him flying with that dopey ass fucking Goofy scream (laughs) Eddie manages to untie Jessica at the last minute narrowly avoiding being flattened by the Casey Jr. train I thought you'd never show up Eddie yes I am late I had to kill Pete real quick he was always (laughs) such an asshole you might explain what the fuck is going on, Jessica. Mickey's buying a mess of tune properties in Hollywood. I'm the last holdout, and if I die, he becomes the majority shareholder. Do you know what happens when Mickey has a monopoly on tune entertainment in this town? Uh, Bambi 2? <laughs> and Bambi 3, and Bambi 4, and Bambi <laughs> fucking 5. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. So we're gonna go get him or what? Goofy had a Jetson car around the corner. Let's take it. Eddie and Jessica soar through the air to beautiful Anaheim, California. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we laugh so much. (laughs) Uh, I know know why I chuckled. (laughs) Beautiful country. Uh, uh, Really, just uh, uh, beautiful country. Uh, uh, Numbers are great. So, whatever happened between you and Roger? Jessica lights a cigarette. He had an affair. No shit. Fucking with who? Minnie Mouse. Caught her sucking his dick from behind. <laughs> what? Wow. Yep. Well, that and Roger was helping the U.S. government smuggle heroin from Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> Eddie and Jessica sneak into Disneyland. <laughs> Eddie and Jessica sneak into the Disneyland castle and approach Mickey in his lair. He sits on a giant throne, watching hundreds of televisions, all broadcasting different news and entertainment programs. He pets Pluto, who gnaws at a human femur bone. Eddie pulls out his concealed, racist cartoon snub nose. It's all over, Mick. I know it was you that killed Roger. Mickey doesn't respond. You hear me, you dirty fucking rat? Jessica walks up to the throne quickly, pulls a dagger from her holster on her leg, and goes to stab Mickey Mouse. Mickey turns around, now wearing his sorcerer hat. He waves his hand and freezes Valiant and Jessica in place. Toons have no idea how good they have it. They have limitless power, immortality, all of that wasted on cheap parlor tricks and children's cartoons. But no, no longer is mankind limited to the confines of flesh. No, now the real work may begin. Mickey, what the fuck are you rambling about? Please, don't call me Mickey. The name's Walt. (gasps) The old man's dead, you fucking lunatic. (laughs) Oh, you fool. 25 years ago, Mickey brought an insane design for a machine back with him from Germany could transplant a human brain into the body of a tune. Mickey Mouse sacrificed himself for the good of my, his, legacy. And once I own the tune industry, nothing can stop me. You crazy son of a bitch. 
I was wondering why you weren't doing the haha thing. You're Walt fucking Disney. Mickey turns to Jessica. Roger had the misfortune of fucking Mickey's wife. How about you become mine? We can rule together, Jessica. Jessica spits at Mickey Mouse. Huh. Have it your way. Sor Sorcerer Mickey begins to crush Eddie and Jessica with his mind. They scream in agony. Mickey summons the feral Pluto, who nips and gnaws at the weakened Jessica and Eddie Valiant. All of a sudden, a modified Toon Patrol vehicle crashes through Disneyland Castle. Rocky and Bullwinkle exit, fire hose in hand. Stand down, Mick. It's done. We always had a few stashes of dip on hand. Contingency plan in case you got out of control. And now, something you'll really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky unleashes a stream of dip, melting Mickey Mouse immediately. Eddie and Jessica are released from their paralysis. Rocky, Bullwinkle, what a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, you'd think people would, you know, appreciate us a bit more. So what becomes of Disney Company now? Eh, I don't know. Give it to fucking Donald. He'll piss it away on gambling anyway. How about we produce a new series of shorts starring you two? Oh, hooray! Meh, not so fast, Doc. Out of the shadows walks a cloaked Bugs Bunny, accompanied by Snoopy, Betty Boop, Tom and Jerry, and Woody Woodpecker. Eh, I hate to say it, Valiant, but you've upset the balance and thrown our order into disarray. There must be a mouse. Must be a mouse. What? Do you know what he was doing with the brain transplants and all? I did you all a favor. Yeah, we will create a new mouse. But you, Eddie, you know too much. And for that, you must die. Snoopy! Dispose of him. Snoopy walks up and slits Eddie Valiant's throat. Oh my Jessica God. screams in horror. Woody Woodpecker opens a large freezer embedded into the floor of Mickey's office. It's a cryogenically frozen Mickey Mouse. I'm out. We have work to do. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? The end. Wow. Oh, wow. Fuck. That was Desmond. That was great. That was really yeah. good. Like you. Thank you. Shit. You really <laughs> thought that out, and like until the throat slitting at the end, I feel like that could have just been a produced fucking <laughs> Roger Rabbit sequel for real. Well. That's the, the honestly, I think it's the best route they they could go, but they would never get Disney's approval to do that. No, no, they <laughs> at no. all. No. It really paints them in the bad light they kind of deserve to be. Yeah, um, but 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 um, I mean, that's yeah. I, I I think that's a great route. I mean, and I said it, you know, uh, in the year of Walt Disney's death and all that. I just thought, yeah, you know, you jump forward to the '60s, you could throw a few Hanna Barbera and some of those limited animation tunes in there. It was fun. Thank yeah. you. Guys. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I totally concur with, with Peter. And then it was it was really fun because I mean, you know, this is obviously your movie, Desmond. I mean, basically like 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 one that you're super into and we've been wanting yeah. to do on the show for a long time. So Absolutely. Like, I was very curious to see like what you know you have been cooking up like over all these years as your like alternate uh, fan fiction universe for it. And it did not disappoint. I, I was highly amused by it. Thank, so thank you. you I, for that. I yeah. definitely wanted to take it seriously and not fuck it off like I do frequently on the show. Um, yeah. um, sorry, yeah. fans of the Game of Tune saga. You ain't getting that and you, you'll probably never get any more of that because who needs <laughs> Well, Pete's dead now. But Pete I, is I, dead. I, I was thankful to see Pete in there. Um, you know, I, I could have used a little more Sykes, but you know, he is 3D. It doesn't really fit in the world, so I, I'll forgive that. I will forgive that. Sykes, Sykes. If, if they did like a, uh, you know, a, 
a modern version of Roger Rabbit. I mean, sex would be one of the celebrated <laughs> tunes in there. Oh <laughs> Actually, that brings me up a, a, a brings up a point. On the DVD menu for this fucking movie, they have cartoon characters that were not Golden Age tunes in in, in like dancing around the menu because the really? menu is just like the Acme or the uh, yeah the Acme Studios lot, and there's tunes mm. walking through. Uh, fucking Kuzco from Emperor's New Groove is in there. Like, really? That's from like the year two fucking thousand. Like, yeah. that must be some Disney mandate. Like, we, we need some of the newer players in that menu fucking role. I don't know, man. Um, I, I love I, I love fun writing this one. I will say the, the trying to keep it semi brief for the podcast definitely waters down writing any sort of mystery thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of like oh, he, and yeah, he right. and he solves it. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I know the mystery. There wasn't a lot of intrigue there, but like I mean, am I gonna write, write twenty fucking pages like here? No, no, no I'm no, not. No, no, no. I'm fucking not. No, so, no, no. We don't have time for. All I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, hell um, yeah. Um, the bit about fucking um, Walt implanting his brain in Mickey just makes too much sense for me. In oh yeah, that, in that world. Like, I mean, I think you're really onto something there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and just like Mickey looking at Nazi fucking like like experiments and be like, oh, oh, I mean, we could use something like that. It's so fucking awful. I mean, the the, the, the through line there is actually it holds up. I mean, wasn't Dis- Walt Disney supposed to be an anti semite and all that? I mean, um, like, you know, yes, so. yeah, and 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 a lot of uh, there are Nazi scientists who who worked on some of um, the original Disney. Oh wow! Stuff. Were they were they part of that whole Operation Paperclip thing where they brought yeah. the Nazi oh, yeah. scientists over oh, after the war? Oh yeah, well, and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these people, the, these people can be the head of our fucking you know uh, science institutions. They're they're Nazis. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, okay. Well, I guess that's history. Nothing I can do about that. I, I listened to a, uh, a really great theme park podcast, Podcast The Ride, um, shout out, and they did a recent episode on that, and it was very enlightening. And it's just, it's wow. just awful that's anyway crazy yeah, yeah it is it's fucking nuts and uh, yeah ugh, makes sense just, though it, it does make sense uh, of course it fucking uh, makes uh, sense. and uh you know uh uh yeah we, we may not have had time to go through all the mysteries but we we got we got one hell of a sequel out of it thanks and, man uh, thanks yeah, guys yeah yeah you really Oof. appreciate it, desmond and that leaves us teed up as if we were playing t-ball for the remake segment so uh we're gonna get geared up for that we're gonna take one quick commercial break just to talk about some of our sponsors uh including shutterstock.com so um why don't we uh just take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final segment of our show just to talk about some of our sponsors, uh, including Shutterstock.com. 3D vector art assets. Shutterstock.com. Download some. Shutterstock.com. Plenty of assets you can download. Shutterstock.com. Like one quick commercial break. Shutterstock.com. Just to talk about Easiest some of our way sponsors, would be they should just, uh, including Shutterstock.com. You know, like stock. sort of Shutterstock. On Shutterstock. To the whole that would be like really desirable. All right, well, we've had a prequel. We have had a sequel. And, um, I mean, I guess we should probably wrap it up, boys. I think we're done for the day. Oh, wait! 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 We've got a remake. Yeah! We have Scott, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say, we have Scott with whatever fucking bullshit he's about to fucking bring to the table. So, uh... It's not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate. I think I, I, say. We really need a hashtag, like, Scott on some bullshit. Or yeah. <laughs> well, this I hope I will not disappoint with this one because I'm on some severe bullshit with this one. Um, Great. Yeah, let me just say that uh, 
you know, in, in trying to prepare and come up with ideas for a remake of Roger Rabbit, I had to I had to go back to the drawing board several times before I settled on what, what we're eventually going to hear today, uh, tonight, or whenever. Um, Is it one of those cases where you found yourself like, you, you, you've gone through like several drafts and you're just like, why am I devoting this much time? To this? Well, here's the thing. Like my my initial idea, and I'm gonna spoil it because this this isn't what we're gonna about to hear. Okay. I, I wanted to do like we did with Wreck It Ralph, where we did like a David Lynch version of the thing. The problem mm-hmm. was is as I kept getting more into the movie, it's like, what the movie is already that. It is literally already that in its an original form. So there's no reason to do it that way. Um, I would all. fucking love. David Lynch doing some tune a live action hybrid with oh, the uh, with, with the with the the visual fidelity of this film like 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 with all the pros working on it but like whatever David Lynch would bring to the table to something like yeah. that would be like honestly it, it would rival whatever or it would rival yeah, this film yeah anyway sorry uh, no I, and I don't know if you know this but like he's been posting to his YouTube channel really like frequently like he does daily weather reports he's putting all these little short films up there if you're into David Lynch's stuff uh, David Lynch theater on YouTube it's pre- it's 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 exactly what you think it is uh, <laughs> it's creepy weird little short films by David Lynch um, pretty pretty fun um, so because of all of that um, you know writing a remake uh, again it, it it, 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 this movie really does not need to be remade at all, and that's why it was so difficult, and that's why we are getting a spin-off. Oh shit! Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. I I think that's a good choice. I, yeah, I definitely. I think it's fair. Yeah, it doesn't matter uh, if I approve or not, it, but <laughs> I no, approve. ultimately it was the right choice. But I do need a spot of help from you too. Would love okay. to, baby. Oh, I do need a little Mad Libby stuff. And it's only very minor, but uh, number one, uh, 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 Peter. Yeah. Name a TV show. Um, let's go with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, and Desmond. Yes, sir. A TV, sh- a TV show. Uh, Low Winter Sun. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. Uh, wow. Oh no no no, Thank I'm sorry. You. Or 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 uh, Kevin Hill with Tay Diggs. No 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 no. no. The low winter sun. Low winter sun. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No no no, so good. So Rip. good. So good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shows that came off uh, came on after Lost. Uh, right, right, exactly. Or uh, no, wasn't Low Winter Sun after Breaking Bad? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Kevin yeah, Hill, yeah, the yeah. Tay Diggs, Diggs sexy uh, lawyer show was on after the last. Low Winter Sun was okay. definitely the uh, we're gonna fucking take the scraps from Breaking Bad type show. Uh, you're right, yep. right, exactly. One of the uh, many. Uh, all right, spinoff. Cue the Friends theme. So no one told you life was gonna be this way You're stuck the fuck inside And everyone's fucking bored It's like you're always stuck in neutral gear When the whole world's been locked down For a few weeks, a month, or even a year But I'll be there for you Except I'm not really there I'll beware of you Because you're probably sick I'll be square for you Cause you'll be on a screen too Fuck it 
That better, you're, there should be music put to that, right? Yeah, Scott, I can oh, yes, give you yes. the instrumental I have from my yeah, yeah, motherfucker, swap. you need to make that. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you need to put the, uh, put the MP3 out for people to. Where the fuck people yes. listen to? I don't I'm know. gonna put an MP3 out on LimeWire just for the, for the, for the folks. Um, uh, and imagine that there's gonna be lots of the friends interstitial, uh, uh, you know, music, and feel free to add your own laugh tracks um, at the appropriate times, uh, and which I will tell you when the appropriate time is, or just laugh normally if you find it funny. Uh, that works too. Cut to Central Perk, the Friends Coffee Shop. It's where the friends drink their coffee. Gunther, the barista, slides two coffee drinks over to Phoebe. Thanks, Gunther. 25 years and we're still all here. Gunther doesn't smile. Please kill me. <laughs> Phoebe walks over back to the couch area where Joey is sitting. An earthy tea for the kooky lady and a hot chocolate for the man-child. <laughs> Ooh, hot chocolate. <laughs> hey, Phoebes, let me ask you something. You ever wonder who all these other people are? You mean these people in the coffee shop? I'll go out on a limb and say they're probably people who like coffee. <laughs> Ma'am, uh, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> a pretty lady turns around at Joey and smiles. Joey does the thing where his face changes from frowny to smiley. <laughs> the lady divulges. Well, I just moved out to LA, uh, I mean New York, to become an actress. Really now? Joey leans in. You know I, uh, know the director. Hey! Joey snaps his head around as some other patrons are about to sit down at the couch area. The fuck are you doing? Uh, we were gonna sit down? Not at the friend's couch, you're not. Sit somewhere else. This is where the friends get to sit. Joey unclips his mace canister from his belt and empties it into the patrons' faces while they scream in agony, writhing on the floor. There's a slight pause as the other people in the coffee shop look on in horror. Uh... They weren't wearing masks. <laughs> Everybody goes back to what they were doing. Oh, and uh, everyone's wearing masks in this episode. For safety. You know, like Halloween masks. Joey sits back down and has trouble sipping his hot coffee through his Frankenstein's mouth slit. Of this mask. His Frankenstein mask. Hot liquid spilling down onto his neckline. <laughs> Laugh track. Just then, Rachel enters the coffee shop, looking all frumpy from the rain outside. As she's getting her overcoat off, the door flies open and the edge catches her in the forehead, sending her flying into the coat rack. Through the doors pops Roger Rabbit. A huge, huge swell of applause to which Roger takes several bows. Rachel picks herself up out of the pile of coats. She's gushing blood from the forehead. <laughs> Roger, we're not supposed to break the fourth wall. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Will you ever forgive me? Please? <laughs> Rachel touches the blood on her forehead and breaks into a manic laughter. <laughs> well, that's gonna leave a mark. Roger holds up a band-aid and an oversized mallet, now dressed in doctor scrubs with his eyes crossed. Here, I'll fix it for you. No, it's, it's, it's fine, Roger. I got it. Thanks. Rachel and Roger resume taking off their coats. Joey is now using a hand pump bottle of hand sanitizer and oozing dollops of gel into his hot chocolate. <laughs> Phoebe raises an eyebrow. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that's not for internal ingestion. Joey doubles down, now lid unscrewed, and just slapping the bottle like ketchup trying to get the last bits of goo out into his beverage. You can't ever be too careful. Phoebe gives Joey a faraway look. Uh, okay then, buddy. 
Rachel and Roger approach the group. Hi, guys. I want everyone to meet Roger. Hi, guys. I'm Roger. Roger Rabbit. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Phoebe smiles. Oh, a rabbit. How cute. How did you guys meet? Oh, well, I was hanging out on the law, and he had just gotten off the set of Inland Empire, and so then we basically <laughs> slept together. <laughs> Scott, you're, you're fucking on to something, actually. And I'll speak more at the end. But you're on yeah. to something. Yeah. Roger Rabbit nods approvingly. It's true! It's true! Is that mace I smell? Joey points the mace canister in Roger's direction. Yeah, you want some? Yes, please! Roger snatches the mace canister from Joey and starts unloading it into his mouth, gargling it and then fountain spitting it into either of his eyes. I mean, he's a cartoon, so he can get away with shit like that and it doesn't hurt him at all. I don't know. <laughs> Rachel sits down and Phoebe leans in. He seems a little intense. I know, isn't it great? <laughs> By the way, what time is everyone getting together for Chandler's welcome home party tonight? Oh, I don't know, one or two scenes from now? <laughs> Cut to the friend's apartment. Monica is stringing up a banner across... <laughs> Cut to the friend's apartment. Monica is stringing up a banner across the ceiling that says, Welcome home, Commander Bing. Yes! <laughs> what do you think? Does this look good, Commander? Cut to Chandler sitting at the table clad in army fatigues and wearing a pointed paper hat. It's like fucking... Uh, you mentioned... You, you said the exact words army fatigues. I said them in mind. I swear yeah, to God, every I, fucking episode, we have some completely, like, replicated element in each story. It really yes. does happen every episode, I think. Anyway, yes. sorry. Uh, I apologize. No, you're absolutely right, Desmond. And, and just brace for it. Uh, uh, cut to Chandler sitting in a kitchen table clad in army fatigues, wearing a pointed paper hat. A rubber tie clenched in his teeth is wrapped around his bicep, the other hand plunging a hot dose right into his forearm via needlepoint. Uh, just a second. Chandler, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. Could I be doing any more heroin? <laughs> <laughs> Chandler! It's not that funny because he really dealt with that. Look, when you've been at the joystick of a drone strike that kills scores of innocent civilians, then maybe we can talk about your heroin use. Chandler releases the tie, and an exaggerated look of relief melts across his face. Huge laugh track. Monica puts her hands on her hips and smiles disapprovingly. Chandler, look, this hasn't been easy on any of us. I mean, having you gone all the time at the office downtown operating international drone strikes. But drugs are not the answer to coping with the horrors of your reality now as you face them after what you've done. Chandler slides down on his chair a little as he leans back. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Phoebe exits from the restroom and sees Chandler slumping. Oh, yay, charades. Wait, let me guess. Uh, slug. Uh, slug man. Uh, slippery slug man. Chandler is barely there. Uh, slippery slug man. Mm. <laughs> oh, yay, I won. The front door bursts open and Roger Rabbit full-on Kramer stumbles into the apartment to a swell of applause. <laughs> Monica freaks out and goes for the baseball bat. Oh! <laughs> Rachel runs in and gets in between Monica and Roger. No, 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 Mon. It's okay. This is Roger, my new boyfriend. Oh, 
Monica lowers her baseball bat and extends her hand. Nice to meet you, Robert. Roger grasps and shakes her arm vigorously. The pleasure is all mine. Oh, please, well, help yourself to some snacks. Roger bounces dramatically over to the snack table and delicately eats around Chandler, slacked and nodding off in his chair. Monica folds her arms and leads into Rachel. So you didn't think to tell me that you were bringing your new boyfriend over to Chandler's welcome home party? You know how he reacts to strangers ever since he got back from the office. Rachel looks over to the table where Roger uses both of his hands to pull Chandler's face out of a bowl of salsa verde, peels his eyes open with his big gloved fingers, salsa seeping into the commander's eyes. <laughs> Roger licks the salsa off the side of Chandler's face. Rachel looks back at Monica. I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, but did you even think about how Ross is going to handle this? <laughs> Honestly, fuck Ross. Laugh track. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's really good, man. Fucking uh, really good. <laughs> thank you. Fucking. Cue the entry of Ross into the apartment carrying a big bag of stuff. Hey guys, I brought some BJ's wine coolers if anybody wants some. Hell yeah. Rachel, Rachel gives Monica a wry look. You see what I mean? Fuck Ross. <laughs> Roger slides over to the living room where Monica and Rachel are. Gee whiz, Monica, that was some hot salsa. Roger gives Rachel a cartoony smooch that causes her to start coughing and wheezing hard, eyes watering. <laughs> oh, oh, I think there's still some of that mace in there from earlier. <laughs> Ross is rooted on the spot, now staring daggers at Roger. It's hard to tell through his welder's mask, but Ross is frowning. Chandler, who's that guy with Rachel? Ross looks over to Chandler, who glazes back up at him and murmurs, Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. Roger slides over to the living room. Hi, have we met before? I'm Ross. Ross Geller. Maybe you've heard of me. Oh, wow. Pleased to meet you, Ross. <laughs> Fucking fuck, Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, Rachel and I used to be together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've seen the show before. The cast looks around for a moment, exchanging glances with producers just off camera. Anyways, Roger, it was nice meeting you. Roger Rabbit takes Ross's hand, even though Ross wasn't extending his arm. He crushes his hand in his arm, and Ross crumples to the ground, whimpering. <laughs> then Roger notices a pitter-patter on the window. Oh, wow, wee! Is it raining? Roger bounces over through the room and out to the patio area. Ross stands up and clutches his hand. Gosh, what is it with that guy? This is my paleontology hand. Rachel just kind of chuckles in pity and eats her cocktail olive. Out on the patio, Roger and Joey stand observing the city around them in the pouring rain. Roger is wowed. Wow, this really is a beautiful city. Is it? Dang. Such a... Such big buildings and such smellful smells. Hey, do you see what I see? What, that ugly naked guy playing hopscotch? No, no, not that. Nothing at all. I, I can't see. I can't see! Oh, oh, I can't see! Oh, oh, no. oh, no! I'll help you, Joey! Roger leaps into action, giving Joey CPR to the eyeballs, which only further irritates his eyes. Hearing the screams, Chandler frowns as turns his gaze outside, entering a flashback mode where nothing else is illuminated and things move in slow motion. 
He watches in horror as Roger, now nightmarish in design and surrounded by a smoky aura, releases Joey's puffed-up face from his mouth and sets his sights on Chandler and moves forward with herky-jerky movements. Chandler panics and struggles to unbuckle his seatbelt to get out of the cockpit. The next time he looks up, Roger is directly in his face, grinning all Pennywise and shit. <laughs> Cut to Chandler with Roger in a headlock on the ground. Please, <laughs> Mr. Bing, if you wanted to roughhouse, just ask me next time. Monica breaks up the scuffle. Chandler, stop, please, stop, cut it out. What the hell are you doing? Chandler stumbles back onto his feet. Where's Joey, Roger? Huh? Huh? Where is he, Roger? Well, he's, uh, I, uh... Ross steps forward, now concerned. What's he talking about, Roger? Look, we're fine. We're all gonna be fine. Let's just eat some cake and have some fun, all right? Chandler looks coldly at Roger Rabbit. You killed him, didn't you? No! Chandler rounds on Roger, louder this time. You murdered Joey! I tried to save him! Ross stumbles back in disbelief. Uncle Hank is dead? No, it can't be true. It, it just can't be. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe runs out onto the balcony and shrieks in terror at Joey's unconscious body laid out on the ground. Monica grabs the cordless phone and dials emergency services. Hello? Yes, I need the police right over my apartment right away. There's been a murder. Yes, the killer is still here. Roger looks around, panicked. Who, me? No, Ravy, you got the wrong guy. Roger tries to creep over to the doorway, but both Chandler and Ross are blocking him in with melee weapons. Stay right where the fuck you are, motherfucker. Then Rachel exits the bathroom, wiping a smidge of white powder from her nostril. She sniffs and takes <laughs> in the scene. Okay, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> Police sirens can be heard in the flashing lights strobe outside the window. Then there's a wet thump and a crash and then screams as Joey bursts through the glass, wailing incoherently, his face completely swollen up. The friends all gasp and scream and rush to help him. Joey grabs his face and wavers on the spot, accidentally tumbling over the railing backwards. Joey! Joey, no! There's a moment of pause before a horrible crunching noise as a police cruiser is impacted. The friends all peer over the edge of the railing in shock. Monica turns away with racking sobs as Chandler consoles her. Phoebe looks up slightly. Oh, it looks like ugly naked guy is watching the Super Mario Brothers show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by the looks of it, he's really enjoying it. Cut back to the apartment. The police have Roger in cuffs. Huge cartoon tears cascading off of his face. <laughs> Please, you gotta hear me out. It wasn't me. Honest. Rachel comes up. Roger, honey, we'll get you out, but you have to go with these guys for now, okay? And don't say anything else, baby, not till we get a lawyer. The police lead Roger away, and Rachel wheels around. All right, I need a drink. Ross holds up a four-pack of wine coolers. You want a fuzzy navel or a sangria? Oh, for fuck's sake, Ross. <laughs> Just then, an officer knocks on the doorframe. It's Johnny Legs! There's a pause. Hey, hey. <laughs> There's a pause and a huge swell of applause, of course. Knock, knock. Excuse me, is uh, Mrs. Geller here? Monica walks over. Do you have any news? How's Joey? <sighs> well, your friend was in critical condition. Seems like he ingested a large amount of hand sanitizer and fell off the railing, I don't know, maybe 150, maybe 200 feet. 
And right before he hit one of our squad cars, he contracted Corbin 17. And ultimately, we expect that it was the virus is what killed him. Monica's in shock. Oh my. Even though he was wearing the Frankenstein mask? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Wow, that's so scary. It is, it is. So I, uh, I was thinking, now that your friend is dead and gone, you know, maybe we could have a cup of coffee over a video chat? Monica tucks her hair behind her ear bashfully, adjusting the scream mask she's been wearing the entire time. Well, it's really inappropriate timing, you asking me this right now, but sure. You are uh, John Leguizamo, after all. <laughs> well, all right, I'll find you online. I'll find out everything about you, and I'll, uh, I'll stalk you, and I'll talk to you about things that you like. Well, uh, you folks, you have a good night, all right? And uh, stay safe. Officer Johnny Legs exits the stage to another swell of polite applause. Monica closes the door and folds her arms, leaning against the doorframe. Rachel consoles her, rubbing her back and kissing the side of her head. It's a tender moment. It's okay, Mon. We can always 3D print a new Joey. <laughs> Aw, but it's so expensive! <laughs> Ross and Chandler finish taping cardboard over the broken glass. Yeah, that ought to hold back the rain for a minute or two. Ross walks back into the living room and faces the TV, switching off low winter sun. <laughs> Long enough for us to get something straight. Look, we all had motive to kill Joey tonight. And that just leaves me with one question. Who framed Roger Rabbit? The end! Oh my god. Yeah! <laughs> Scott, you're really onto something, and I almost think it does function as a remake in that if Roger Rabbit were to remake, be remade and relevant for modern day, like what type of stuff would Toons be starring in? You know what I mean? It wouldn't be. A tune in the real world would be guesting on fucking sitcoms and shit like that. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. like 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 we don't have this grand presentation of cartoons that that that, that precede movies anymore. You know, um, I don't know. I think it does function as a remake as well. But that was great. Fair enough. I I, I really enjoyed that. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah that thank was you. great. I I love the incorporation of friends. I love that <laughs> Joey was the one who died because you know, let's be frank. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it was a real good job. Um, I feel like you figured out you could do the P thing with Roger and, and just ran with it a little bit. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was real good. Roger probably does proud. it twice in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I figured like, well, if I'm gonna imitate the voice, I'm gonna do the part that I can actually fucking do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just I mean, bring it back I, around yeah. to the movie itself, it's just like Charles Fleischer. What a like weird, unimitatable voice. Yeah. I had texted out to uh, Peter and Scott that like, mm. hey, can anyone fucking do this voice? Like, you, it's really, to really get it on point, you, it, it's, it, it's difficult. It is. I, I, it's not a very imitatable voice at all. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, and that, that that's kind of cool. Charles Fleischer, rock yeah. on, you fucking maniac. You fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once I got, once I got uh, on the, on, you know, I decided that Friends was going to be a part of it. Then it was just an inspired moment, and I was like, okay, great. Now I have, I know exactly what I'm going to do now. Uh, and the rest was just, you know, pure and insanity, fun times at the typing uh, table. So I'm, uh, I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun, and I think we all had a lot of fun yeah, on this episode of Prequel Sequel Remake. 
Any closing thoughts on the movie itself or your, you know, you guys' scripts? You know, I, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll end on saying, like, I, if you haven't seen this movie and somehow made it through this podcast, um, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, right. But <laughs> really, watch this movie because it is... It's, it's a classic. It truly is. It's one that stands the test of time and it will continue to stand the test of time. Uh, it, it's inspired my imagination like the original Star Wars has. Uh, you know, oh, uh, shit. Or in the way that Jurassic Park has. It's just like such a specific thing that it nails just perfectly. And I, I love it so much. It's, it's funny. It, it, it's scary in some parts. And it's one of the best special effects movies of all time. I don't know. I, I, it really is. Every tune that comes into contact with a human is just such a splendor to to uh, behold. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, 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 and and yeah, I'll, I'll reserve if Peter has any final thoughts too. But I, I just want to know: is there an actual answer to the question of who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, is it what was his name, Doctor Doom, or Judge or, Judge, yeah, Judge Doom? Doom? Did Judge Judge, Judge Doom? Doom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> that should be the first tagline for the movie. Is, Judge uh, Doom? Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Judge Doom did. <laughs> and then she, she just know what you you know what you're getting into. Go you know right off the bat, and we don't have to we don't have to uh, have a whole movie. And then at that point, we just know the answer. We're like, oh, oh, okay. And I think we need to normalize like uh, children's movies gaining that edge back. Um, I, I yeah. hate to, to stroke off the the, the 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 80s as many people did. I was born in the final year of the 80s. <laughs> like like, what do I know about? But like, I'm sorry, man. The the, the 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 family or children's films of that era had a lot more edge to it. It's not bad. I don't think it is harmful. Fucking Gremlins, people die. The Goonies, these kids are swearing and uh, do they smoke? I don't think they're pretty young. Yeah, no, they're, they're smoking. They're, they are smoking. The Goonies smoke. Some people, some of them smoke. Okay. I don't know. I just think, like, get a bit more edgy. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, we all saw fucking Star Wars as kids. Uh, We we, we dealt with heavy themes of patricide. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think think, uh, kids deserve uh, to be treated a bit more like adults in certain ways, especially uh, in their entertainment, I mean. Um, Yes. uh, Yes. It doesn't have to be all sugarcoated. In that context. Yes. Yes. I'm. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Let's be clear about where uh, we stand. No, no, no. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, especially, like, given, like, frankly, the kids growing up right now, you know, they're dealing with a global pandemic. Like, mm. they're having to deal with uh, pretty they're mature not themes. They, like, God, they know. No. I don't envy <laughs> like, them, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Any, um, yeah. I mean, younger people yeah. who may be listening. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's brutal. But you know what I'll say to everybody is just... Uh, it is a tough time. It's taxing emotionally and mentally for everybody, but, you know, uh, we hope that with our show we can provide you a little bit of an escape, a little bit of a fun time. But just know that we're like we're here for you guys. We're all here for each other, obviously. And, uh, you know, just do the best you can to weather the storm, uh, you know, keep your chin up, and, 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 and just, you know, love each other, you know, best you can. And, and, and that's really the important thing to take away from all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. until next time, I'm Desmond Ports. Uh, uh, I'm Scott Hanshaw. I thought we'd all do a round thing, yeah. but yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, I'm Peter Hunter. Okay, bye. <laughs>